Hi, Shades here. Sketch and I are still in quarantine, social distancing under our Mandalorian helmets, still doing our best to help keep you entertained. Thank you for making us part of your COVID survival kit. Personally, I'm going on day 90 of isolation. Uh, It's a crazy time out there. We're all in different states, depending on what state we live in, and in some cases, what city we live in in those states. We're seeing upsetting images on our screens and devices, and it's getting increasingly hard to keep the real world out of our fake worlds. Our show is about providing you entertainment and an escape where you don't have to think too hard and can hopefully just laugh for a little while. We're going to continue to try and provide that. Thank you to all those working on the front lines right now, the essential workers, the first responders. Thank you to those who are doing the very real, very important work of advancing the conversation for equality and social justice in our time all across the multiverse, whether it's on the streets or providing support behind the scenes. These are important conversations. I'm personally doing what I can to listen and share. The whole world is in crisis. If you're feeling overwhelmed, hopeless, or just alone, know that you are not. Our support networks are more important than ever. If you feel like you don't have one, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255 to talk to someone now or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Finally, I'd just like to leave you with some words from the 2009 disaster action thriller movie 2012, spoken in a time of absolute peril by the phenomenal Chiwetel Ejiofor. The moment we stop fighting for one another is the moment we lose our humanity. Oh, hello. I'm Sketch. I'm Shades. And this is Geeking Geeking Out with with Shades and and Sketch. Sketch. Happy Halloween to all of our longtime listeners. Spooky. This is our second Halloween episode. Isn't that kind of fun? Yeah. Uh, Guys, every time you join us, you join us in a different uh, location of the Geeking Out multiverse. Uh, This week, Shades is abuzz with excitement. Uh, Shades, you want to explain to our LTLs where we are this week? Uh, guys, I'm very excited. Are you picking up some readings? I, uh, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting something. I am, guys, I am so thrilled. This week, GoCo is set up. We are bi-coastal. The interior of GoCo is straddling time and space to a 1930s firehouse in LA. The exterior of GoCo opens out to Hook and Ladder Company number eight in uh, the meatpacking district of New York New City. York City. We're incorporating some uh, TARDIS technology into the GoCo yes. for, for this episode. Uh, okay, so if we are... Um, we'll get some readings here. Oh, geez. If whoa, we're, if whoa, we're whoa, picking hey. up readings on our... What's that? A PKG meter? That's a PKE meter. PKE meter. 9.6 on the PKE. Oh, geez. Slimer must be here. That must mean that uh, this week we are talking about... Ghostbusters! Ghostbusters for Halloween! And Shades of Childhood, fulfilled <sighs> here in the GoCo. Uh, so if we're talking Ghostbusters this week, wait, do we have a theme song? I think we do. I think we have to have a theme song. Is there our... something strange in your neighborhood sketch? Well, if there is, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! Ghostbusters! <laughs> <laughs> makes me feel good. It does. It does. Perfect. <laughs> Oh, my God.
Um, so guys, just right off the bat, spoilers for everything. All things Ghostbusters. All things Ghostbusters. We're talking the movies. original two movies, yep. 84 and 88. We might talk some real Ghostbusters cartoon. We might talk some extreme Ghostbusters cartoons. Uh, we'll be talking 2016 reboot, affectionately yep. titled after the fact, Ghostbusters Answer the Call. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything else that, uh, oh, the Ghostbusters video, video game yeah. absolutely uh, from uh, that came out in 2009. Also, spoilers galore for uh, Shades' formative years. Spoilers for my childhood. Uh, spoilers for Shades' adult life. Spoilers for adulthood. And probably spoilers for the afterlife. Spoilers for the afterlife. As well. So, you know. Spoilers for... If you don't want to be spoiled for the afterlife, maybe die first, then tune into the episode. Spoilers um, for reincarnation. Yeah. Spoilers for um, the Judeo-Christian uh, biblical lore. So I think we've covered it all. Spoilers for 16th century paintings of Carpathian magicians. Mm-hmm. I think that, that's a big span of time. Spoilers for Sumerian and Hittite deity lore. Yeah. Spoiler for Oscar Myers. Spoilers galore. Spoilers galore. So, um, Ghostbusters. Uh, Where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? You said, hey, let's do Ghostbusters. Let's do Ghostbusters. I said, at first, I think I said, have you ever seen Ghostbusters? That was the first (laughs) thing I said. No, Um, you you know I'm like, you're Star Wars kid. I'm Star Wars. I'm Ghostbusters kid. Yeah. This is my Star Wars. Absolutely. Um, No one has ever argued that. Yeah. Yes, you are. Definitely. I am Ghostbusters yes. kid. You have your handmade uh, proton pack. Guys, um, this is usually the point where we start talking about history with Ghostbusters. I built my first proton pack at the tender age of 10 with working lights. There you go. Um, when we heard that a game was coming out in 2008, mm-hmm. um, I feverishly set about the task of building a screen accurate replica proton pack with screen accurate lights and sounds. I didn't know that's what uh, prompted you to build it. Screen accurate flight suit with appropriate like screen accurate name tag Mm -hmm. and shoulder patches, Mm -hmm. belt gizmos, the um, affectionately dubbed P-tube that nobody knows what it does that kind of goes into the left leg of the the suit in the first movie. Um, Yeah. Well, let's go back even further. Okay. When did you first see Ghostbusters? I don't know when I first saw the first one. Okay. My earliest memories of Ghostbusters yeah. is the real Ghostbusters cartoon, okay. syndicated cartoon. Mm-hmm. I watched the shit out of that. Okay. Um, on USA Network, Watch before school. shit out of it. On ABC Saturday Morning Cartoons. Mm-hmm. I watched it all the way through Slimer and the real Ghostbusters when it became Slimer's show. Oh. I think if I... I know I saw the first movie before the second came out. So maybe 1986 or 7, because the second movie came out in 89. So you were young. Five years later, 89. I was young. Oh, yeah. Very young. Like from an early age, Ghostbusters. If we look at a control room window of GoCo, you'll see my Peter Venkman. I see it right there. Real Ghostbuster. Standing right next to Michelangelo. It's actually Raphael. Oh, it looks... looks, uh... Yes. Are you sure? Because I'm very versed in Italian yeah, Renaissance definitely... painters, and oh, yeah. I really think that uh, he is using the color palette right 
right now of Michelangelo Sistine ceiling and not School of Athens. I stand corrected. Yeah. No, it is Raphael. I see the red from here. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I don't really know where to start with my love of Ghostbusters. Yeah. It is as ingrained where will in it my end? earliest memory. <laughs> that's a that's a great that's a question your wife that's is a asking. Great question, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, yeah, right through to so yeah, the game coming out did kind of spur me on with the prop building. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to like wear my gear as I played the game. Sure. Those of you not in the know for the game, you play as the rookie, mm-hmm. so it's like meant that anybody can be the rookie. Yeah. In the game, and it's uh all over the shoulder. Yeah. I, hey, I. I, uh, I, back in the day, I made a full set of, um, Ocarina of Time props. Very cool. And I would often, uh, you know, have those around or wear Link's hat when I was playing Zelda. Very cool. So, you know, yeah. I, I'm right there with you. You understand. I get it. Uh, in 2009, I formed, uh, with a group of individuals, a charity costuming group that raised money for both St. Jude's Children's Hospital and, um, Massachusetts, uh, Food Bank. Uh, we did some great charity work. The group continues. Uh, we formed under New England Ghostbusters, and the group survives today as uh, Massachusetts Ghostbusters. You cool. can check them out on Facebook. We'll include a link. They're carrying on the the good work that the organization set out, set out to do, and you can you can find them at cons in the area and uh, events. And uh, yeah, how are you guys for keeping it going? Very cool. Sketch, what's your history with Ghostbusters? Not as in depth as yours. I. I have vague memories of the real Ghostbusters cartoon. Um, so at some point in my childhood, I saw some episodes. I never watched it with any gusto or anything. It was just one of the shows on. I probably didn't see the Ghostbusters movies until middle school, maybe. Okay. Um, and I can remember them just like being on... Um, like Comedy Central, the first time I saw them. Oh yeah, like, okay. So like I, yeah, I saw them, I saw them televised. And oh, that's kind of a, um, a lot of the comedies uh, dubbed out. Well, to get through the censors. And then I, you know, I don't have I don't have the appreciation for it that you do. I appreciate it as a as a giant juggernaut in our pop culture. Sure. And I under, you know, because it is, it is like Star Wars. It is one of the most quotable movies of all time. It's right up there with May the Force Be With You, Who You Gonna Call. It's like part of our zeitgeist. If you've never seen the movie, you know that the appropriate response is. If someone says to you, Who You Gonna Call? You know to respond with Ghostbusters. Yes. Absolutely. Even if you've never seen a cartoon or a movie or played a game. And so I saw the, I saw the two movies. Um, and then that was it for a long, 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 long time. And the the 2016 movie came out, and I remember asking you, "Are you excited?" And you were, yes. And then I heard it wasn't that great from other people, variety of people, and I just never got around to seeing it. Thank you for putting that out there. That I was in fact excited when it was coming out. Yes, you were in fact excited. Um, excited. Yes. And then, um, and so that one kind of came and left without me ever seeing it. And then when I mentioned doing this episode for yes. Halloween, you brought up the video game and how it is basically the third movie. Yes. And the third movie that we never got. And how you can basically, uh, people on YouTube have kind of stitched together the cutscenes and some key gameplay to give you the movie. Because yes. it's written by... It is written by Dan Aykroyd and Hal Ramis. Yeah. It is directed by Ivan Reitman and yep. produced by him. 
it's, um, it's voice acted voiced by, the, by entire the entire cast. Annie Potts, Bill Murray, Harold Ramis. It's his last. It's Harold Ramis's last performance, really. Yeah. Um, Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson mm-hmm. all come back and lend their voices. It um, really is the, the voice of the, Vigo the Carpathian, Vigo the Butch. Um, Everyone comes back. back and offers his voice. There's like a Easter egg in the game where you can talk to the Vigo painting. Which I know doesn't make any sense because in Ghostbusters 2, the painting morphs, but that's neither here nor there. It's it's funny and the Let painting, it go, guys. Let it go. Suspend your disbelief. It's I fun. I felt keyboards all across this great country of ours Writing just firing in. up. Oh. Yeah. Um and then last night I finally sat down and watched the 2016 Ghostbusters answer the call with you. Yeah. So now what, I have uh, seen it all. That that was the culminating experience. That for was you. that was my latest Ghostbuster memory. My most recent. The, the cream that has floated well, to no, the top. We, we, uh, we followed that up with Extreme Ghostbusters. Oh, we did watch an the, episode. The pilot of, episode. Of, of Extreme Ghostbusters, yeah. That's my most recent yeah. Ghostbusters memory. So there you go. That's my history with Ghostbusters. N- definitely not as deep as Shades. Uh, but I feel like I can talk about it. Sure. And I think it's gonna we're going to have two different opinions on this franchise from two different standpoints. Okay. I'm scared. Should we get into it? You want to do a, a little a brief synopsis? Sure. So brief, Ghost, yes, yes, brief very synopsis. brief. Um, Ghostbusters evolves out of a forty-page treatment. Perfect. Right. That's all you need to know. All right. So, <laughs> all important in it. No, go ahead. Way back in 1982, uh-huh. Dan Aykroyd writes a forty-page treatment for a vehicle movie starring himself and John Belushi. Okay. Called Ghost. Catchers. Ghost catchers. Um, Who are you going to hail? Yeah. Ghost catchers. And um, between that treatment and pre production of this movie, John Belushi dies. Yes. Because they, they were comic partners. They, they did were. A lot of movies yeah. together. Um, kind of puts it on the shelf. And it was a very different movie. It took place in the future. Oh. They, yeah, like way in the future, like. 2030, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're flying cars. It's very futuristic. But the, the premise is that the ghost catchers, and I think by the end of it, it had turned into ghost busters. They're, they're part of like city municipality, mm-hmm. which we kind of get in the, the game. Like yeah. They finally become just part of city services, yes. like police, fire, sanitation. Absolutely. And they're just ghosts flying around. Yeah. Because in like 2030, like you have this mass population of, the undead that are just kind of inhabiting the environment. So when your house is haunted, you like the city just rolls out the Ghostbusters. Yeah, you need exterminators. You need exterminators. For these vermin. Um, he it gets in the hands of Ivan Reitman, okay, a legendary director producer at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, he had done American Werewolf at that point, um, as well as um, you know some other kind of comedy. He's never done like a big budget movie. Uh-huh. Um, at this point. And it gets in his hands and he's like, there's something here, but you should, you should reach out to Harold Ramis okay. and have him take a pass at the script. And Harold and Dan and Ivan Reitman go away to Martha's Vineyard where Dan Aykroyd lives. Mm-hmm. And in a furious two month window, bang out the first hundred pages of the script. Okay. Ivan Reitman takes it to Sony and says, I've got this idea, then Columbia, Columbia Pictures. 
Um, it's going to cost $30 million to make. And he just pulled that number out of the sky because it was twice the budget of the movie he had made previously. Okay. Sony says, fine, as long as you have it out by June of 1984. Okay. When did it come out? June 1984. Perfect. This is June of 1983. Uh-huh. S- script is not finished. Yeah. To replace John Belushi, they reach out to Bill Murray, who's in like Paris at the time. He's kind of like, he's studying philosophy. He's kind of given up on con- comedy. He rolls off the tarmac on day one. And they put him in the jumpsuit. They take him to where they're filming. And boom, the first thing they film is the three of them running down the street from in the first movie during mm-hmm. their like, montage sequence yeah and buzz immediately starts going around new york wow and it's already the biggest movie that's going to come out in 1984 mm-hmm. and now they have to write a script that's going to live up to live it. up to the expectations so what do they do all right it's 1984 they ground the script so ghostbusters yep. starts as this like entrepreneurship right so they're disgraced academics starting a business and their business just happens to be paranormal investigations and eliminations mm-hmm. And through the course of doing their job, they kind of stumble onto this plot that's been set in motion that just happens from time to time over the course of millennia. Um, society just gets wiped out over and over and over. And come to find out, it's this interdimensional god, goes to the Gozarian, mm-hmm. who shows up every so often and chooses the form of the destructor that will end your civilization so that the world can start over again. I just realized Gozer the Gozerian, all Gozerians are named after Gozer. Correct. Oh, okay. Yep. Wow. Yes. So I, I would be like, sketch the sketchy. Sketch the sketchy. And you'd be Shades the Shady. Shade, yes. Okay. Exactly. Got it. Um, a little so, egotistical. A little bit. On Gozer's part. But, I mean, he doesn't have many faults, but you know, an ego might be one of them. Possibly. Yeah. But, you know, got the power to back it up. So they got a bust... They got so there are these paranormal exterminators and eliminators who like are pulled into this larger event, yeah, way over, way over their, way heads. over their heads. But they're the only ones that can can step do up anything and about do this. anything about it. Yep. And that's uh, that's the first movie. Yeah. First movie is really like more of an entrepreneurship, and the second movie is a little bit different. It's more of we have to save the world. This is just what we do now. This is our job now. This is our job. We're Saving established. The, we're established. Saving the world is our job. It's the difference between uh, Iron Man and Avengers. Yes, it really is. Yeah. It really is the difference. That's a great now compar- just... modern day comparison. Yep. Yep. And uh, hilarity and hijinks ensue. Absolutely. That's just a fun, wild ride. It I, is. Both movies, I think, yeah. in their own way. Um, and then the game. And the game really brings the two movies, it ties them together really nicely. It does. Um, it's, it's a really nice piece of writing to take these two things that are seemingly not connected and then give them commonality and it brings back a lot of the gozer lore from the first movie and then like the slime aspect the second and movie. emotions yep. and um machinations of of man and the aspirations of man like the idea of god is dead because man killed him mentality and it, with that. the nice thing about the video game is that you look at the events of one and the events of two as two separate events that right. the Ghostbusters have thwarted. Uh, the only common thread being that they are paranormal in nature. Yes. And three 
demonstrates that both things had a much deeper connection. They yes. were both very deeply related to each other. And as such, it is kind of the Ghostbusters responsibility to bring that whole yes. thing to an end. That is the key of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And so the game really, the game really ends the story of the original Ghostbusters very nicely. It, it wraps it the whole, it wraps the whole thing up, puts a little bow on it. And it also, because this is 2008, we're already into this world. It also allows, it, it gives a little allowance at the end to say, you know what? Ghostbusters can continue. We've, 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 we've given permission to allow Ghostbusters to continue. But this without team, these characters, yeah, this, this team, team, this character, their story has concluded. Yeah. And there's a IDW does a, a comic run mm-hmm. in which, um, I don't know when they take place really, but you see that um, it doesn't a great job. It brings in um, the character of Eduardo from the Extreme Ghostbusters, yep. Yep. and it takes the rookie mm-hmm. and it shows that they are uh, established as part of a team in Chicago. Okay. So that like the franchising that they've always talked about way back in the first movie, and that Venkman talks about in the game, like mm-hmm. franchise is available shortly. That by I think the the comics take place in somewhere like ninety six or ninety eight mm-hmm. or early two thousand. Yeah, they've franchised, they've licensed, and they they're bringing in characters from the extended universe and making them part of the the comic continuity. Very good. So the story is still going, or you can stop at the game. And then so, and so from there, now that all the groundwork has been laid, it's it's brought back in twenty sixteen. Yes, and the decision is made to. Entirely new universe. Entirely new universe. Ghostbusters answer the call is complete. It's a different reality. Even though we have been allowed to naturally make these situations in which other Ghostbusters can show up in the world. Yep. Be their own team. Yep. We're going to erase all of the, quote, real world history of the Ghostbusters. Yes. And we're going to use the established kind of idea of pop culture in your head of what a Ghostbuster is. Yes. what their technology is, what they do, and we're just going to start from scratch. Yes. Okay. And there you go. That was a choice. That was a choice. We'll get into that. Should we do the all-important internet school? Yeah, how do we want... The, we're, are we going to break this down one by one? All... I'm going to give the universe an overall score. Okay. But I am... I'm go- I have to talk about these movies. I don't want to give the universe an overall score because one... <laughs> I won't say which. Right. One lowers the score. One of the score will lower it significantly, and, and it that. won't be a fair depiction. And I agree with that. Okay. So, do you want to do this a little bit? Kind of what? How about this? How about this? Okay. At least for me, rank Ghostbusters. Rank the movies, or yeah, the, like the four. The we're gonna, we're gonna, guys. For this podcast, we are going to the, call the, the game video game Ghostbusters Three. Yeah, Ghostbusters Three. Okay, because it, it, really it really is. It really is yes. a movie. Um, it just happens to be a movie that you play in between. It's an scenes. interactive movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so out of the four core movies, yes, we'll we'll let let's leave the animation out of it for now. Okay. The, the shows. Yeah. And let's just go with the four movies. Sure. Rank them best. Your I will say best to worst. Your favorite to your least favorite. Sure. It's interesting because my, at different points in my life, my favorite movie has been Ghostbusters mm-hmm. and Ghostbusters Two. Yeah. Uh, and I know. And like, similarly for, for me with Star Wars, yeah. Star, my favorite Star Wars has always changed depending on what part of my life I'm in. 
And so... Spoiler alert. Right now, I'm in between things. I don't know which Star Wars is my favorite Star Wars right now. Yeah. I... It's interesting. As a child, I always liked Ghostbusters 2 more. Okay. I would say right up through my early teens, mm-hmm. I liked Ghostbusters 2 more. Okay. Um, not, a, not a popular opinion. If not, you look no, up it is not a popular, it's not a popular opinion amongst the worlds of Ghostbusters uh, fan franchises either. But we're not here to make popular opinions. We're not. It's, um, if, but if I had to rank them, I would, I would start with Ghostbusters okay. at the top. Original. Original. Yep. Um, for a number of reasons okay. that I could talk about if you'd like. Um, I think you're gonna, regardless of whether or not I want you to. Sure. Uh, and right below that, I would put Ghostbusters 2. Okay. Followed by Ghostbusters the game. Okay. Uh, followed by real Ghostbusters and extreme Ghostbusters. Oh, I thought we were leaving the animation. Yeah, I know we're not supposed to. Uh, followed by like every other movie that I've ever seen ever that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Followed by Ghostbusters 2016. Answer the Answer call. Answer the call. Okay. So, not going to say a bad movie, just going to say your least favorite. Movie. Least favorite. Least favorite movie. Least favorite movie. Your I, least, did your I say? least favorite thing. Did, uh, please don't put words in my mouth. Sketch. I, I didn't. Say it was I was a bad just. Movie. I was. I was reinforcing to our longtime listeners that you didn't say a bad movie. You long-time said listeners, your, go back and your listen to the least tape. favorite. Those words. Uh, your least yeah. favorite movie. Okay. Bad did not come out of my mouth, um, longtime listeners. I have a slightly different order than you. I. I don't have any of the um, emotional attachment. I don't have any of the emotional yeah. attachment to to this movie. I I enjoy the movie, the the, the universe. I enjoy the right. universe as a whole, but this movie universe did did didn't do anything to my like growth sure. and my formative years, right? Because sure. I for starters, I didn't see it until a lot of my formative years were were done, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. That being said, here's my... Whoa, uh, whoa, PK is going crazy Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here's my ranking. I am going to put... Uh, hey, guys, remember, I said... I'm not here to do the popular opinions. I'm just doing my own opinions here. <laughs> Number one, I'm going to put Ghostbusters 3. Wow. Yes. Wow. Because what I loved about it... We'll get into specifics, but I did. I I I loved how it I love tied that. everything together. I love that. It, 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 it was a fulfilling... Uh, conclusion for me. Okay. Um, it's it's kind of cheating a little bit because it, it relies so heavily on, on the one first and two. two. It can't stand alone. Right. But I'm not doing standalone sure. things here. We're I'm talking doing, about the universe. I'm, I'm ranking them. So because for me, it was such a fulfilling conclusion to their story, it gets... And, and because it so cleverly ties the two together, it, it gets my number one ranking. But Fantastic. right below that, I put Ghostbusters 2. I do like Ghostbusters 2 more than I like Ghostbusters 1. Uh, in preparation for this, I wrote a page of arguments for why, in case I have angry pitchforks lining up outside the GoCo. I would love to hear some of those. And then, uh, then I respect it. I don't disagree with you. I think it's a great movie. And then underneath that, I put Ghostbusters 1. Okay. And now they're all close. Yeah. They're all close. And then, um, and then my last, my least favorite is, uh, Answer the Call. 2016. 2016. Um, and we'll get into that. And, I'm sure, and we will open open that up. All right. Is this a time? Should I defend why I like two more than one now, or because they're not really rants, they're not really raves, they're just reasons? Sure, please. And feel free to disagree with me. Okay. On on any of these um any of these points. Okay. I have um 
six. Okay. Six reasons. Number one reason. There's more ghosts than in the first movie. There are more ghosts than in the first movie. And I want more ghosts. Well, keep in mind, it's a they, movie only about had, Ghostbusters. they only had $30 million to work with for the first movie. And they made the movie for $31 million. Mm-hmm. It's pretty damn good. ILM doing it's the great. effects work. It's great. But that, for, there weren't a lot. I mean, there two two times they used the proton yeah. packs. And like, I was I was even okay with um, the gray lady in the library. Like, just her, her simple effect before... So before she, you know, kind of morphed yeah. and got demonic. It was great. Pop in a little more of those. Those yeah. are those are cheaper sure. to make than uh, I strong agree. Yeah. yeah. Um number two, this is a big, big difference. This really sets two apart. It's the difference between um an ominous threat uh-huh. yep. and an active villain. Ooh, in two, yeah. we have an active an villain. Active villain yes. And we see from their point of view what they're going against. Yes. Or or, or why they're going after the Ghostbusters. In two I mean, in one, it's more of just, there's a threat and yep. we need to stop it. Like, oh, thank goodness, there happens to be this new company that started. Yes. And I just prefer, I prefer the kind of more of the dichotomy and against I, each other. We talked about this as you were watching. Two is much more cinematic. Yes. Two is very much like, uh, a, it's less, it is funny. Uh-huh. I think it's funnier than one in, in some ways. That's uh, another one of my arguments. I laughed more in two yeah. than I did in one. And, and, Two is more like situational humor. Yes, two, two, yeah. Two yeah. remind like rewatching it when I, I recently rewatched it. It really looks a lot like Back to the Future. Yeah, it does. And this, the way it's shot and the situational. Mm-hmm. And Ivan Reitman's that kind of director that all like always learned from his peers. Like in one, he does the um, the the door with the light behind it, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, well, like Spielberg did that with Close Encounters. Like I can do that. I can do it better, and I can do it cheaper." And I think he did. I think he pulled it off. And so, like the the style, the way two is shot, it's much more cinematic. And yeah. It's much more like a, a a movie, a movie, yeah, than one is like a like a a, a, a good old theater movie. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and one just the humor's much more subtle. Yeah, you know, and and I think from for me in a movie like smaller this, and yeah, everything's smaller in one, and just because of the premise mm-hmm. of Ghostbusters itself being outlandish right i want the humor level yes. to up and, and meet that i'll agree um i mean uh, some of my arguments you know like i think vigo is a better villain than gozer which is very similar to me saying the threat versus the, the, uh, like a real villain i'm gonna save one of mine because it peppers into one of my rants and then um my last one which i think is very controversial is um even though I will recognize I had problems with this aspect of the movie as an artist, mm-hmm. I preferred the animated Statue of Liberty marching through the streets of New York than I did uh, Gozer, the destructor, in the form of the State Park Martial Law. Oh, I don't know if I agree with you. You don't have to agree with it. I, I said this is an yeah. unpopular opinion. That's the, o- that's the only one I disagree but the, with. But I liked the, uh, the notion of... of Getting the New Yorkers pumped and behind, and that their emotions. Premises, gr- I'll agree yeah. with you on the premise of use, and I liked the dichotomy of like you have this jolly but terrifying yep. destructor walking through the streets that are like terrorizing mm-hmm. New Yorkers, and then you have this beacon of hope walking through that are inspiring New, New yeah. Yorkers. I like that. I think it looked better in the first one. I liked that it was a a, a practical guy in a suit yes. on a miniature stage, as opposed to I. The, 
and the there was there was a lot of stitching together. I mean, it yet. was it was definitely someone in a suit for the Statue of Liberty, but then they kept um, they Green kept superimposing in. people yeah. in front. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely problematic. The thing I kept shouting at the screen was "Statues don't work that way." Right? Statues don't work that way. Statues Statue of Liberty does not have legs, so she <laughs> can't move. <laughs> they, well, She's hollow inside. We're getting dangerously close to ramps. She, it's not a ramp for me, but it, she, she should be penguin waddling down right. the streets because all she has is feet and ankles. Lady Liberty can't step on a police car Correct. because she doesn't have a bottom of her foot. Right. So that you know, we're getting dangerously close to rants and raves here. Uh, we got to do the scores. Okay, let's do it. All important internet scores, then we'll get into a ransom wish. Okay. Again, that wasn't a rave of a rant of mine. They were just uh, that was just the artist and me going. Eh. Guys, we're geeking out on this episode. Sculptures, sculptures don't work that sculptures way. Don't work that way. So we're going to go movie by movie. Yeah, score by score. Yeah. All right, so let's start with Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters one. IMDb. Yeah. Seven point eight. Okay. Hard stare. IMDb. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Critic score. Ninety seven percent. Okay. Fan score, 88%. Okay. Metacritic, yeah. 71%. Mm-hmm. Google reviewers, 92% of Google reviewers. This might be the first time we've had Google reviewers be lower than a Rotten Tomatoes critics. Score. Yes, it is. 92% of Google reviewers like this movie. Shades of Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch gives Ghostbusters, the original 1984 movie, 98%. Wow. I thought you were going full 100. No, there's... We'll get into it. Uh, Sketch gives it an 85 Oof. Okay. I th- it's still, it's, I'm, I take back my oof. That was my Wait till you reaction. hear about some of the other scores I've given. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ghostbusters 2. And I just want to preface Ghostbusters 2 with um, the studio wanted a sequel. The creators and the cast and the writers never intended to make a sequel. They thought that at the end of Ghostbusters 1, that was the end of the story. One is certainly standalone, just the way A New Hope could be standalone yes. in Star Wars. It's a sequel that no one wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I always keep that in the back of my mind that, damn, did they write a good script? Yeah. And like, damn, did they make a great movie? So professionals. Yeah. Yeah. Like, keep that in mind from the director to the writers to the actors. You're getting me nervous here. No one wanted to make this movie. Okay. But what did it get? Mixed reactions. IMDb, 6.5. Oh. Rotten Tomatoes. Critic score, 53%. I don't understand that. Metacritic gives it a 56. 89% of Google reviewers like Ghostbusters Ghostbusters 2. Shades of Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch gives Ghostbusters 2 an 89. Okay. I gave it a 90. We're very close. We're very close. Very close. Very close. You can feel it. We're very close on this one. Guys, there's going to be a lot of this for me. There's going to be a lot. This is going to be a shades heavy episode. Guys, don't tune out. I promise I will say some things. Uh, I'm just going to throw this in here because I have fond memories of them. The cartoons, I'd give the I'd combine the cartoons of Real Ghostbusters and Extreme Ghostbusters because I did watch them. I'd give them both an 85. Okay. There's some excellent writing in those cartoons. J. Michael Stravinsky, it got like five Emmys. Okay. Um, it's very good. 2009 video game, Ghostbusters oh, By the way, guys, 3. I, can't, I won't rate yeah. the animated series because I haven't given enough a chance. I've only seen a couple episodes of them. The, uh, 2000, the Ghostbusters 3. It's it's tough because it's a video game. It's a video game, so, so it has so different... These are like I, IGN scores. Yep. Uh, it did not get a game of the year. Oh. Um, it did audition, didn't get nominations for that. But IGN gave Ghostbusters 3. Uh, maybe it changed since the last time I looked. IGN gave it in uh, 8.5. Okay. It's pretty good. That's very, yeah, very good. 
What'd you give it? Uh, 95. Oh, okay. I, I gave it... I, I, it's higher than my Ghostbusters 2 score. I gave it a 92. Wow. Fantastic. 92. I loved that game. I have, It's probably the game I've replayed played most with the exception of the Uncharted series. Okay. High praise. Oh, yeah. Love it. Because also, uh, Nathan Drake is also standing over there. He on is, your, uh, yeah. On the, the GoCo mantle. Yeah, he is. Um, the real Nathan Drake. The real Nathan, yeah. Gagged and bound and... Begging to be let loose. Got to do what you got to do. All right, and that's it. No more, no more uh, Ghostbusters to, talk about. to um, talk about. Where are my Ghostbusters answer the call scores? Oh, I think they're there in the garbage. Oh, boy. Oops. Um, yikes. Okay, here they are. Ghostbusters answer the call. Um, you you can't... you This movie and the drama that revolved around it at its opening... I've, cannot uh, be separated. I've re- I've reconfigured the uh, the PKE f- yes. uh, for to detect uncomfortableness with talking about this movie. The Ba-dum-bum. if the if if this was the real world when Ghostbusters Ugh. Answer the Call came out, the pink slime would have oh my God. taken Guys. over Oof. the world. Forget Yikes. about global warming; we'd all be three feet under pink goop. Like, guys, that's a big Twinkie. It's a big Twinkie. This is the biggest interdimensional cross-rip since the Tunguska Blask of 1909. Which you all remember. Yes. So, do you have the scores? Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria! That's basically what happened when this when Guys, this movie um, the trailer for this movie is the most disliked thing to ever appear on YouTube. I think that's just ridiculous. I mean, to be fair, YouTube has everything on it. Aren't there probably like archived footage of like Hitler speeches on YouTube? Right. Maybe I'm sure there's something wildly inappropriate on Netflix. Yep. On, I'm sorry, on YouTube that should have like be the most disliked thing. Some like racist rant. Oh, oh, yo, like, those are definitely. Uh, you know what I mean? There. Like, oh yeah, this is the most disliked thing on YouTube yep. ever, which is just ridiculous. Immediate guttural reaction from yeah. the. Uh, from, from the, the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Answer the call. And uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I'm looking at you on this one with a hard stare. But uh, IMDb gives it a, a uh, 5.4. Okay. A little high. It's a little high. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. 74%. What the fuck? How does this movie have a higher score than... Ghostbusters 2? I don't know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I don't understand how it has a higher score than Ghostbusters 2. Even just... We'll, uh, we'll get into well, it. Yeah. But even just just production quality as a right. movie. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Okay. We'll get into it. We'll, get into, we'll it. get into that. Metacritic gives it a 60%. Okay. Google reviewers. It's the lowest Google review. Oh, I'm excited. Seen. I thought you were going to say high. 54% of Google reviewers like Ghostbusters answer the call. Shades. Oh, geeking out, with shades, geeking out with shades and Sketch gives Ghostbusters Answer the Call a 32%. Nice. 32. I can't wait uh, to really unpack that with you. Sketch. A sketch of um, Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch gives Ghostbusters Answer the Call a 45%. Possibly my lowest score. This is my lowest score. Um, it's either this or Civil War. Oh, wait, when we did the Doctor Who Christmas special from oh, last year, we went mind. low. We did 30s. 
Uh, I think I gave the Doctor Who Christmas special. I can look a forty, and I can't give this higher than that. So oh. I will give this a thirty nine percent. You're re- you're re- you're taking back your sto- score. Yeah, because if I if I had to watch one of those two things again, last year's Doctor Who Christmas special or Ghostbusters Answer the Call, I would I would definitely watch the Doctor wow. Who Christmas special again. Um, that is. Um, and here's the thing with me is I feel like I'm slightly higher than Shades on this one because it's for him. I don't think you can take out. I can't separate my nostalgia. Yeah, and 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 it's offensive to you as such a diehard fan. Oh yeah. Um, and again, simply because they're women, right? I mean, that was always. Yep, that, that was, was always, always my biggest criticism. Thing. That's all I've read online. That if yep. if you dislike the movie, uh, you just have a problem with women. Now um, I've now calibrated this to detect uh, levels of misogyny. It's pretty low right now, actually. Yeah, yeah. pretty low. Um, guys, it's a bad movie. Regardless, it's a poorly constructed movie, and we're going to get into why that is. We're going to get into it. Um, I've said this from day one. My problem with Ghostbusters: Answer the Call is not the actors. Mm-hmm. I think they did the best they could with the script and direction. Yeah, and the direction. I'm that gonna, they received. I'm going to mainly say the direction. Yeah. 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 Let's start with raves. Great. Do you have any raves for Ghostbusters answer the call? No, I'm oh. just kidding. <laughs> the entire universe. Just do the just do the entire yeah. universe. Um and listen. All long-time listeners, they want to know Let's try to keep this at, at a at a tight number of raves. Listen, I know, I know you could do twenty four hours of solid raves. Do you smell something? I love that line. It's classic. It's classic. It's a classic Ackroyd line. Listen, do you smell something? Rave number one: practical effects, flipping, fantastic opening scene right off the bat. Original Ghostbusters with the library. Oh my goodness! Um, the whole setup of the the card catalog opening. Yeah. And I love the way that they did this. Yeah. It's a fake wall. So they shot this in the basement. So the upstairs of the library, they're in the New York Public Library. Yeah. The basement of the library, they're in the LA Public Library. Mm-hmm. And they built a fake wall, put in a fake card, card catalog, and uh, they put copper tubing in each one of those draw, drawers and, and pneumatically with air blew the cards out in a row, one by one, out of that. It's all practical effects the books on the wire moving between the stacks i just love the opening setup of this before we ever see a ghost we create the atmosphere with practical effects yeah um the eggs jumping out of yeah and cooking and cooking on a countertop basically they made an induction top stove and made it look like a counter yeah in ghostbusters 2 uh, the toaster yeah You know, and obviously it's a mechanical toaster. You see the springs on the bottom topping, but it it works. It's great. Um, Glass suspended on wire that they cut and then drop in. Like, it's just a jig with crystals in the montage scene where they have like the laser trap and they cut all the crystals and they drop and shatter and everything breaks. You remember that scene? Don't remember that scene. But it's fantastic. Really trying to place it. It's fantastic. Is that one or two? Two. The the hmm. chairs in the courtroom like jump like yeah that's flip, it yeah flipping the chairs over and they're yep. getting close it's like that shark and jaws yep. we never see the ghost we just see the chairs like being knocked over and you get that something menacing is just gonna rip them to shreds yeah 
I love all of the practical effects. And to be fair, when I said one of the things I liked about two more than one was was more ghosts, all I needed in one was more of those yeah. instances too. Yes. And I mean those agree. compared to actually uh rendering the the, the ghosts, you don't you, I, I don't need the actual ghosts on screen. I just need to see their their like creepy effects. The, that library scene at the beginning is mm-hmm. is probably just one of the best scenes in in all of Ghostbusters. And I just wanted more scenes like that throughout. Sure. Everything. Which I think the video game also gave us oh, more yeah. of those because it relied more heavily on well, in gameplay. Animated exactly. Worlds. And you have to be in the it's environments and the environments yeah. have to be menacing. Um, yeah. But they did retain a lot of the environmental effects in the game, which I loved. Yeah. They didn't just rely on there's a ghost in front of you. No, no, no. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Okay, like, yeah. yeah, you like you, all of the constructs when you like yeah. fight the um the the yeah, when you're the, in the library and the books all the book, form together yeah, and the like lamp is at the top. Gollum, mm-hmm. like uh, Gollum-esque characters yeah. that are environmental effects or like books flying at you like bats. Yeah. And, and when you're walking through, the, I, I didn't play the game, but I watched yeah. the movie, quoting your movie. And, you know, you're walking from scene to scene and things happen like a sign falls or, yeah. or, or just books fly out of a shelf. Right? Those things. Right. Those things. Those paranormal things. The, the in-betweens b- between completely normal right. and there's a ghost standing right in front of me. It's not just like zero to ghost, yeah. like in answer other the call. other things. I'm gonna say it, like in answer the call. An answer it's the zero call. to ghost. Zero to ghost. Zero to ghost. It's zero to ghost. Gabe gets spooked for 45 seconds, right, in the beginning, and then ghost. Yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah. Well, it panned away from him, but yeah, yeah. We don't see the ghost, but, but we know the ghost is there. We know the ghost is there. Yep. We never. Anyway, what's your first rave um, sketch? To put it very simply. Just the premise. Exterminators for the paranormal. Yeah. It's it's fun and it's interesting and it's unique. I mean, yeah. it's it's hard now. It's not unique now. Yeah, but at the like time, it's hard it now to go. Yeah, of course. Ghost well, think of it as the first, the thing that started this off, you know. Right. Um it just like we say it a lot, like give give me something unique. Like give that's something a new and fun, yeah. Awesome thing that I wish it's one of those things I wish um I had like a, a neuralizer from MIB and yep. could erase my memory of Ghostbusters yes. and just like see sure. it again from the, from the and, start. And what I love about that is like Ghostbusters gave us so many new takes on it. Mm-hmm. Evolution, Men in Black, um, the, the Marvel movies like that we have today. Like it spawned Luigi's so many, Mansion. Luigi's, it spawned so many new takes on an idea like we would not have without Ghostbusters. There would yeah. be no Marvel movies in the vein of like this comedy action thing mm-hmm. without Ghostbusters. Yeah. It was the first one. And it was the highest grossing movie of like all time for a long time. Um, I think until Titanic wow. knocked it. Yeah, I do remember Titanic became number one. It knocked they, everything off. Yeah. Like Ghostbusters was a, like a huge phenomenon. The... Um... It was the highest grossing movie of 1984. They re-released it in 1985. It went to 19, uh, number one again. Um, it was the number one song in America for a year. I mean, it was a cultural phenomenon. Because, just because you brought it up, the Titanic, the short five-second Titanic in scene in Ghostbusters Some dock too, worker down at the th- That, like, haunted Titanic me for just, years. Yeah, years that afterwards. really... It's like, oh, my God. Effed me up. And they had just found They had just Titanic. found the Titanic. 
Like um, we didn't know everything we know about no, it. No, obviously not. How because it sank. They have the giant they have hole the giant in the side, gash and you're just in like, it, which oh is what you what we believed God. for decades. And all the people like dis- in yes. line, the porters. Yes. Like, that was really yes. That literally haunted me. Yeah. for a year. That image stayed with me. The ghosts to are the much point more where haunting. Too when I rewatched two it just a couple days feelings. ago, I was like. I was almost like nervous to see that scene yeah. again. And it still is like just a haunting scene. It really is. Yeah. It's so old. It is. Yeah. That is the perfect word for it. Like no pun intended. No it pun, is yeah. haunting. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the ghosts haunting. Like the image it's a great, sticks with you. It's a, And it's a great way to play on something Titanic yeah. in like the mind of every person in the world. Like everybody knows the story of Titanic mm-hmm. and how tragic it is. Mm-hmm. And it maybe takes up Two seconds. Oh, it's movie? so fast. That was the thing when I rewatched it, because it had such an impact on me. Right. It it really shocked me how short of a little clip that is. You know, uh, Cheech Marin. By the and way, Cheech Marin is the, the dock worker. worker. Yep. Well, oh, really never. 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 Yep. <laughs> oh. oh, but just just to end my rave, I just wrote down here. You've proven the existence of life after death. So what do you do? Make a Make buck a bu- off. Yeah, and yeah. I will piggyback onto this. The idea of, that it's based in science, that they are, and I wrote down men of science, but it, it's not that they're men, but they're scientists Whoa. banishing the darkness yeah. with, with technology. Mm-hmm. And they are, it's the dark humor of it all. Life yeah. after death, like you've proven the existence of ghost. And you're totally unimpressed with it. Yeah. At no time, like Ray's a little excited at first. Yes. And I have a big question about this later, but uh, Ray's like the only one who's excited about it. Yeah. They are so totally unimpressed with they're, the existence of ghosts. They're like a, a group of researchers who, who are, um, you know, documenting some rare animal in the forest. And like, they're excited when they first, <gasps> we finally found one. Right. And then it just turns into work. Like, okay, now we have to. Right. Now we have to do the observing. Now we have to do the documenting. Now it's yeah, it's Monday through Friday, everybody. Yes, you know? exactly. Mm-hmm. And they they're they're so unimpressed that they turn it into a business venture. Yeah. So that I like that we both had that mm-hmm. as a rave. Yeah. Do you have a rave? Yes. the The character development. Yeah. Um, specifically of movies one through three. Okay. Um, because <laughs> they really yeah. did a great job uh-huh. of fleshing out characters on the page and then letting them evolve like you can tell that maybe the way they wrote a character is not the character that made it into the movie okay so like the character on the page was their starting point yeah and then through the course of like maybe four or five takes like find the essence of that character and we didn't we didn't write this in the script but now this character is going to do or say that mm-hmm. Um, like I find it hard to believe that like, uh, like Egon's tweet, Twinkie speech. Yes. I have the original shooting script, so I know it wasn't in the movie. I know wow. it evolved organically on set, uh, like the Twinkie, because like they made the, the crunch bar joke in the beginning of the movie. So mm-hmm. then like they decided that Egon's thing was going to be food. Okay. My favorite Egon line was Slinky. Sl- and two. Yeah. We had what? half a Slinky. We had Slinky. But I straightened it. But I straightened it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like. Even not being a Ghostbusters kid, I was like, that line is just perfectly is. Egon. Perfectly like, Egon. Yes. Um, another great one. Just is to like, be like, I fixed it. I saw a problem and yes, I fixed it. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. What happens when we take away the puppy? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Um, but so they have these character archetypes. You've got the brain, mm-hmm. Egon, the heart, yep. Ray, the mouth, Venkman, yep. the muscle, Winston. Mm-hmm. He's like, and I don't mean that like... The hands. The ha- yeah, like he is the practical applications guy. Yeah. Um, he gets the job done. He's yep. clutch. Yep. I love Winston. Um, and, and the mom, Janine, mm-hmm. that like takes care of them all. Like they're exhausted asleep. She's still at her desk working. Yeah. Um, even in, in two, you see less of Janine and she had like a breakout TV role by that point. But she's still like, she's oh, she gonna, did? Oh yeah. Annie Potts was like all over TV mm-hmm. after Ghostbusters. I don't know that. I didn't watch a lot of TV back then. That's fair. I was a little kid. I wasn't allowed. But she's still, she's taking care of Oscar. Like she's going to yeah. babysit. Like she's, she's the caregiver, like the, the mom. And. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. The Lewis thing is a yeah. little, it's a little dicey. What? But, dicey. Just that, but just that they all, it was kind of predatory on her part. Um, it was groundbreaking. Thank you, Shades. Oh, you, it's like I've now cal- calibrated the uh, the PKE to detect uh, BS. Oh, 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 oh gosh. boy! Yikes! Um, I love that they had character archetypes that they stuck with mm-hmm. and that evolved over the course of. Yeah, they didn't say they didn't stay stale. They didn't. Like, you didn't get the exact same in two. You didn't, and you didn't get the exact in the game either. Like I love to see Janine's role evolve in the, in three. Right. Um, and you know, in one, she's like, oh no, you cannot come in here without some kind of writ or a warrant. Like she's, she's their protector. Yeah. So like the, the character arc over the course of the original universe. Yes. Okay. Including the video game. Including, yeah, I I include that in the original universe. Third movie. Yeah. You're a rave. I'm going to say this one, uh, completely knowing that you're going to steamroll me and take it over. But the tech. Of Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. Thank you. I like that it's it's like it's not refined, it's not pretty, yes. it's like it's clanky, it's cobbled together, and you believe it works. Yes. You know, it's made You believe they made it with pieces of like yeah. kitchen equipment. Yes. And, whatever and, yeah. wh- whatever was necessary, you know. Uh it was completely made uh, function over design. Yes. And 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 that just just seeing the gear is another piece of Egon's personality yes. and character, you know. Um, no frills. No frills, complete functionality. And I just really liked it. I really, really liked it. I love the aesthetic. I think I said this in Star Wars, mm-hmm. Last Jedi. Like Always the two most iconic. Yes, you did say Movie this. weaponry prop yes. is the lightsaber the followed pack. closely by the proton pack. I think they're like, and they're great examples of like function over design and aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And um, the prequels kind of walked away from that with mm-hmm. their design aesthetic of lightsabers. Yep. But like, I love how cobbled together proton packs and traps and the PKE um, are. And their, like the PKE meter was a shoe polisher from the 1950s yep. that they kind of gutted and refront, refined. The traps are like boxy. Uh, the proton pack has like the the wiring the the rainbow wiring that sticks off the back that like goes from the control board into the cyclotron to like speed it up and regulate it and yeah. like that could get caught on anything oh, and yeah. get ripped off yeah, and then yeah. you have an uncontrolled nu- nuclear reaction 
on yeah. your back yeah. in a confined space. Like, mm-hmm. Egon, what the hell were you thinking I mean, even with the though, ribbon cable? Like, Even though he was the villain, and I understand oh, it, Peck had some points. Peck had some great points. Unregulated, possibly noxious chemicals in your basement. Yeah. Like, yes, Walter Peck, 100%. And this, this, and this is, it. this is I again, love it. I love it, I love it. One of the reasons why I loved Ghostbusters 3 so much is because part of what happens in a game is throughout a game, you upgrade. Yes. Obviously. And throughout that game, you naturally, through situations, have to upgrade your yes. pack. And every upgrade to the pack physically alters the pack. Yes. You see the components hanging off of yes. it, sticking out of it, <laughs> whatever. And even though it's now 2008, yes. and, we, and we're in a video game, we could do literally anything. Which takes it takes place in two thousand in nineteen ninety one. It takes yes, it yeah. takes place in nineteen ninety one. But what I mean is that like, oh, yeah, it's yeah, being yeah. made can, in, in a virtual world. Radically improve we could the design do of the literally pack. anything yeah. to the pack at this yep. point and explain it away easily. Right. But we stay in that theme. We stick with the and, original um, design aesthetic. And uh, you know, you, you switch yes. to different weaponry and it it alters the pack, like different lights glow, like right. different components on the pack activate at different times. Right. It all just reeks to me of functionality. Pack venting. And I love it. People um, are mixed on pack venting. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, so like in the game, you're in a third person over the shoulder shooter. Yeah. Your, your weapon can overheat. Yeah. Um, and so they incorporated pack venting. Yeah. And so like this, if you don't, occasionally vent your pack the cyclotron on the pack physically opens yeah and like the red lights in the pack turns out their cooling rods yeah. and they will like emerge from the pack and reset it's like um you just opened your nuclear containment device and vented radiation yeah. into and it takes away your health when that happens you're like oh like gotta do it egon come on man i i love I love that it does that because it reinforces exactly what you're saying. Function over aesthetics. Like safety never enters into, Mm -mm. well, each of us, what's to worry about? Each of us is wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on its back. Hey, LTLs, it's Shades here. And I just want to remind you that our sponsor this week, just like every week, is you, our longtime listeners. And you can become a sponsor of the show by heading over to patreon.com slash shades and sketch, where you can support the show for as little as $1 a month. But right now we are running our very new, very special geeking out kids club for adults who are basically still kids at heart. And you can go over to patreon.com slash shades and sketch and sign up at that tier today. Guys, we thank you so much for helping us keep the lights on in the GoCo. Now, back to this week's episode. Exactly. I like in the Perfect. game, the reason um, you as the rookie keep getting these things is because you <laughs> are the rookie. Expendable. Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, it's your race. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, I told you, you were going to take that one and run with it, but keep going. I only have one other rape because I limited mine. The Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Okay. Which we've already talked about a little bit. Ridiculous yet terrifying. Uh-huh. Quote, there's something you don't see every day. Again, like the mundane reaction, but the notion of like, okay, you, you choose the form of your destruction. Yeah. 
Um, I tried to think of something that could never possibly harm us. Something from my childhood. I used to roast Stay Puft marshmallows by the lake at Camp Conda. And here comes like, maybe like Mickey Mouse being the form of the destructor. Yeah. Or like your childhood teddy bear. Oh, some and some Star Wars fan will argue that uh, Mickey Mouse has become the form of the Yeah, destructor. they would. Um, this isn't the last Jedi episode. <laughs> this is not the last Jedi episode. But here, and like, I love the fact that Mr. Stay Puft is smiling when he's walking down the street, mm-hmm. jolly, crushing cars, stepping on churches. Yeah. He really is the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man come to life. And it's, it looks great yeah. in 1984. And like, again, like radio controlled miniatures driving into the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And I, like the miniature they built of the, the top of 555 Central Park West, which in reality is 55 Central Park West in the top of the building doesn't actually exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we know why. So, yeah. yes, you know, they, yeah. they blew the top. They blew it off, yeah. Top uh, 15 stories off yep. the top of it. I just, it's so the dichotomy of it. And then I want to follow that up with in Ghostbusters 2, because mm-hmm. one of the things about a sequel is you have to like reintroduce familiar things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's so, tough. how do you, it it's is not tough. easy. And I, I think they did it really successfully. Mm-hmm. So, you had this perfectly terrifying thing in one uh, of your childhood coming back to haunt you yep. and and destroy you yep. in some cases. And then in two, flipping that. So this symbol of terror uh, and is matched with this symbol of hope yep. and inspiration. And like... Something that could unite all you know. Something New good. Yorkers. Something pure. Yeah. Um, it, it's such smart writing. Yeah. And like using that familiar function in a... In a Smart way. Just remember, though, the Statue of Liberty couldn't actually walk like that. Yes, just, I just remember. I'll. It's a. It's a. It took me out. It's a rant. She's hollow inside. She is just Frenchy like now. all women. Uh, just kidding. Oh just boy. kidding, everybody. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Sketch. Well, here's the thing. Walk it back. Walk it back. When we sat down last night to watch, um, answer the call, I said to you, "I'm excited to see this movie because it will prove whether or not I'm sexist." Oh, recalibrating to sexism. The only way you could not like that movie is if you're sexist. The bad news is I didn't like that movie. So I guess now I just have to embrace it and love that part of me. I guess there can be no other explanation to as why you wouldn't like that movie. Do you have another rave? I have one last rave. Okay. That I would like to talk about for a little bit with you. Rick Moranis. I mean, Louis Tully. Yes. Amazing. Oh, the lights. He ah. he crushed it in both movies. Both movies. Yeah. Both movies. Um he was just so he was so he was a lovable loser. Yep. You know, and honestly, I think one of the funniest things for me in in all of Ghostbusters is honestly the legal defense of one time they I turned into a dog and they helped me. <laughs> I mean, I was I know the blackout was a problem for everybody. I was trapped in an elevator for the whole uh, I had to make it the whole time. I mean, his character from start to finish was so much fun. And then at the end, you know, he he dons the Ghostbuster I was outfit. Stuff. Yes. And he helps, and I'm quoting here, 
because he doesn't really, but he's the he's the one that everyone sees, so he right. gets all the applause, right. like he gets the recognition. Like it was heartwarming yeah. to see his little the lovable journey loser. from one to two. Yeah. And and just Rick Moranis, like as a guy too. Like like he's just such a And he really did a lot with that character. They had yes. originally written it for John Candy. Oh, really? Yeah. And he didn't understand the part. He kept was like, what if I make him German and give him dogs? When like that's his thing. Oh. And they they were like, no, John, like that's no. That's I like not. I like John Candy and just fine, on, but yeah. I'm I'm so glad he it passed was Rick on it. And Moranis. Rick Moranis' agent, yeah, brought it to him, and he really took it to another level yeah. than what was on the page. Because you know, if you have that image of John Candy, think of like an Uncle Uncle Buck character, yeah, or like uh, his character from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, mm-hmm. like kind of an amalgamation of those two, yeah, and then. Rick Moranis just took it to a different place. Both of these uh, people in Spaceballs. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, uh, Dark Helmet is like my all-time favorite Rick Moranis role. Yeah, uh, loose Tully for me. But I mean, yeah. I can't deny Loose Tully. And, and like... Such a great... Who you, does your taxes? It made me like okay. really miss Rick Moranis. You know, like... Yeah, well... I, and I completely respect yeah. his decision. I was going to say. Um, he, he walked away from um, acting his... his uh, wife passed away in 1991 of cancer and he decided to devote his life to being a full-time single father. 100% respect that decision. I give him lots of kudos, but watching the movies like made me miss Rick, you know, like seeing him. Well, maybe we'll see more of him. His kids are His kids are are uh, grown and and if it's, uh, you know, test the waters, if it's calling him back, I'd be happy uh, to see him him back. Yeah. But, uh, Oh, even like talking about that, like it's, Obviously, it's a tragic thing, but like you can't help but your heart warms for him. Say something bad about Rick Moranis. Yeah, right. You know, it's like to me, he's like Tom Hanks. Like Tom Hanks just seems like Hollywood's nice guy. Rick Rick Moranis also seems to me like just a nice. Like there's a great Onion article Mm -hmm. about Tom Hanks, like how he invites people over to play World War II with him. Yeah, like I would, I would imagine that they're like you could write an equally hilarious and believable story about Rick Moranis, yeah, like exactly. inviting him, you over to play like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids yeah. or like play Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, I'd, if, if that were a thing, I'd 100% believe it. Yeah, absolutely. Rick Moranis would be definitely be, you know how I have my top three? Yeah. He's, he's I mean, he, he doesn't, he doesn't bump out my top three right. because my top three are my top three, but he's, he's definitely would be in my top 10. If like someone's if just not, to be like, if just, someone's not feeling well, like, yeah, Rick Moranis, might come on in. invite him in yeah. for, I think there's a sports term for that, but I don't sure. know. I don't know sports terms. DH. <sighs> okay. I don't know bowling. Pinch runner. Is that a 7-10 split? Yeah. Yeah. It's a 7-10 split. We yes. got there. Yeah. We got there eventually. Yes. So Rick Moranis. We don't know the sports. Rave. Rick Moranis. That's that's great. Yeah. Um, and that's my last rave. You can take as many more as you'd like. I, I could you could rave on for days. and on. I could rave forever. Um, the Ecto-1 mm-hmm. is just brilliant. Yeah, and I kind of include that in my tech. Like, yeah, I can tech I, and design I, aesthetics, and um, I like how used it was in the in three. Oh yeah, you know, like it was it was, it was key. Yes, yeah, it had the portable trap mm-hmm. that you like the containment unit was down. It made so much sense. It did too. Like it made so much sense. Yeah, because um, you can you can kind of think of these guys as like garbage men. Yeah, and like that's their truck. That's their, their garbage. It's truck, not yeah. just to get here from there. Like it's actually it's functional. It's functional. Like an it's, ambulance. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I love you know that me, I'm a sucker for a good ship. You are. You are a sucker for a good ship. Yeah. And uh, I, mean, I would I would love to own a 59 Cadillac. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. And I think it's 
painting it red and white. Yes, it's like the ambulance motif, but it's also like a clown car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. They don't take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I you love- know how recently I, I, uh, guys, if you, if you didn't, if you did not listen to our Gargoyles episode, uh, I have recently started a nonprofit. Yes. Uh, Sketches Menagerie. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. A home for, um, oh, no. For, uh, for uh, abandoned geek critters. You should start a, oh, uh, no. an auto restoration, a geek auto re- restoration. Oh. I thought I thought this was going somewhere else. Yeah, I'm kind of curious where you thought, thought you were we going to go. I thought we were getting an addition. Oh no, no, okay. no! I'm just saying, like you, you know, you should get a garage. You should get a nice Goko uh, garage in the basement. Start collecting these these vehicles that are basically just sitting. I didn't, I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, but I've been amassing a small collection. Of oh God, vehicles! In Is the that base, why I'm not allowed downstairs? In the basement of the Goko. Oh God. Well, Bronx spends a lot of time down there, oh, so no. you might want to check the back seats. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shed so st- stone skin all over the place. Oh, the paint. He's a good boy. He's oh, a good boy. I thought you were going to say we were we were adding Slimer to the menagerie. Oh, goodness, no. I wouldn't, consider, would be... I wouldn't consider Slimer a, a uh, critter, like an animal. Okay. Yeah. I, was gonna, I, am not, I do not want to incur the cost of that cleaning bill. No, no. We have enough stone eat us out of to, to clean house up. and home. Yep. I get, guys, I could rave about this. For you could days. rave for days. Uh, the last thing I want I want to say is um in That'd the be a first great movie, t-shirt, Rave for Days. It's just rave like a picture days. of you as a Ghostbuster. Rave for days. Long time listeners. Get on that. Get on that, please. In the first movie, uh, the design of the ghosts are influenced heavily. Mm-hmm. We don't see a lot of them, but in the montage, we see some others. But the design aesthetic of the ghosts in the first movie were modeled off of real gargoyles from the New York City skyline. Oh, that's neat. I loved that. I didn't pick up on that. I loved that the ghosts in the first movie, with the exception of the taxi driver ghost, uh-huh. because it was a guy in a suit, mm-hmm. were not really human. And Eleanor Twitty, I guess, was yeah. kind of humanoid, but her ghost form was more like gargoyle. Like her arms got very narrow. You're getting dangerously close to one of my big questions. Okay. So like I I really liked in the first movie that the ghosts were like less humanoid and more like Mm creature-esque. They were more, it it seemed like in the first movie they were more like otherworldly demons. Demonic, yeah. They they weren't, what we were calling a ghost was actually a being from another dimension Mm -hmm. that like existed on our plane but was maybe like crossing over right. from another dimension as opposed to something that had died and was still lingering. Yes. Yes. And in two, they walked away from that, mm-hmm. and they're clearly the spirits of deceased yeah. humans. You got the two criminals. The Scalary brothers. Love that scene. That was That is terrifying. Yeah. Um, the, it's probably my favorite the scene, Titanic, too. The Titanic, yeah. The Titanic. Oh, that scene haunted it me really for did. years. You get the heads in the cell, like the severed heads on spikes because Vigo... Yep. Oh, yeah, I he, forgot. Oh, yeah. Vigo was basically like a Vlad the Impaler yeah, type guy. He yeah. like decapitated. Yeah, yeah. His, oh, I forgot about that scene in the train tunnel. Spot. Yeah, and, the t- yeah. and it, it it doesn't. I mean, the effects aren't great. The practical effects when you like see it as an adult, as a child, I ran from the theater screaming. Yeah, uh, in that scene, I don't I'll doubt just it. Put that out there. I now. don't doubt it. It's scary. It is. Even just having the ghost train come Lord by then too at that point. Stuff. Yeah. Perfect. Oof. Love it. So good. I guess we have to transition to. Do you, you want, want to say anything nice about um, Ghostbusters? Answer the call. You really put me on the spot here. Good effort. I 
I wouldn't even say that. Good effort. I'm not going to say good effort. It's the 21st century sketch. Everybody gets a trophy. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Thanks for showing up. Yeah. Um, honestly, my only rant would... Uh, you mean rave? My only rave would make me uh, yeah, look sexist and, and, and uh, like misogynist. Should I do it anyway? Sure. Chris Hemsworth was the best part of that movie. <laughs> And it had nothing to do with his genitalia. Whoa, whoa hey. It had hey nothing to do with his genitalia I, at uh, all. This, is, is this set to misogyny or bullshit? He I don't was the, remember. He was the uh, only character in that off. in that movie that played a character. Played a character. Yeah. And and for that, and if if other people were in that movie playing a character, he wouldn't even stand out to me. Right. It was the fact that he was like And I think as was evidenced a little by oasis. that is like Holtzman was yeah. obviously supposed to be a character, yeah. but it just came off too much as um, Kate McKinnon doing like wacky zany things. And it also came off more didn't as... Didn't feel like a character. Yeah, hers just felt like... Well, we are transitioning to Rams. Yep. So her, her, her character almost just felt more like less a character and more just... Be cool. Yeah, like or like twitches this character has, you know, like like outward signs of what this character might do. More mad scientist stuff, which I guess is a character. But then if you don't make it deeper than that, that character had virtually no dialogue. Yeah, no, yeah, that that struck me during the during the show. So I guess here here's what I've often said this. I said at the beginning of the episode, kudos to those actors Mm -hmm. for. Finding something, and I think of a of a movie that had poor writing, and ver- and no direction. Yeah, because I mean, if you look at the script, mm-hmm. that Holtzman character, yeah. there's nothing there. Yeah, like what? No, and Faraday cage, or like okay, science term. Yeah, yeah, that's what like, she was. Say sciencey was things just, and be crazy. Yes, yeah, say science. Yes, yeah, say science. Good things, job finding something be, there to be crazy. Um. If you're on camera, you look different than everyone else. Yeah. Yep. You know, um, no, no arc. No, she didn't learn anything throughout the movie. No. Um, arguably the other three did. Yes. Learn something. She learned. She is as reckless at the end of the movie as she is at the beginning of the movie. Um, probably even more so now because they're on the city payroll. Right. So now she has. Free reign to that sweet, to sweet do. municipal insurance yeah. plan. Um, but listen, I have other rants that aren't about. Let's talk about answer the call a little bit later. Sure. Let's let's finish up our discussion. Of, but of what, our, that was a a rave, kind of. We, we were saying like Chris Helmsworth found a character, stuck to it. It's pretty funny. Yeah. And you know, those actors in general mm-hmm. were able to turn in a performance with little to no seems like direction. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into it more. Yeah. We'll get into Guys? We'll get into it. We'll get into it. First rant. Yeah, go for it. You go for it because I, um, I, did, I did like a transitionary rave to rant. Okay. Um, in, in this ghost, is uncomfortable for It you. is. In ghost... This is like asking a parent to say what they don't like about their child. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. Or it's like when you realize like the... In, because they're people when you realize the inherent flaws in your parent. Yeah. Like, not, not like, 
there are some terrible parents out there that are just like neglectful. But like, no, if when you had a parent, when that, you recognize that your parents are human, yeah, and they're yeah, they're yeah. not they're no more exceptional As than anyone child, else out there. And like yeah. watching real Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. like they give the comedy to Venkman yeah. in real Ghostbusters, and yeah. like when you're like. As the movie has aged, yeah. a lot of the things that Venkman says yeah. and does is so. This is a rant for you because this is a this, rant for me. This is a rant. This was the one I was going to close on, but let's 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 of what let's, let's I guess open it's this like, up. Um, like many people for like your favorite when you're younger, your favorite Beatle is John, and then like over time becomes George. I don't know if long time listeners know this though. I do not like the Beatles. <sighs> I know. Feel free it's, to write it. Somehow I overlook it. I don't care for. Them. They're not my favorite band. Um, but like as your beetle changes over time, like when I was younger, Venkman all day. Yeah. And uh, it really took me becoming a Ghostbuster mm-hmm. with my, to like, like every, I think everybody wants to be Venkman. I don't like for some reason. Maybe I saw it too late in my life. I uh, never and wanted to be I, that's what I think it is. It's yeah. like of when like I was a child, mm-hmm. it was like Ray and Egon for days. Yes. Uh, like Winston for days. I probably would have been Ray. If I, if I, if I were to get emotionally attached to the characters well, let's, like let's you. Let's wait on this, because this is my, one of my big questions. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, okay. You kind of answered it already. Okay. Um, but, yeah, like, if, as a as a young person, mm-hmm. I loved Venkman, and now as an adult, I'm like, Winston's clutch. I had a if, similar, um, I, have a, I had a similar recognition. Venkman's uh, with, not a guy we should root for. No, but I had a similar, when I uh, rewatched Seinfeld later in life. Oh yeah. When I grew up watching it live coming out, Kramer all right. day long, yeah, yeah, every yeah. day. He was the funniest character to oh. me. Now, whenever I see an episode, George Costanza all day, all day, every day. Okay, so you know what I mean. So I know exactly where you're coming from because a lot of times I think we don't recognize the fact that we ourselves bring so much to, right, a, movie to a movie when we see a movie. Yes. We ourselves change a lot yes. over the years, and movies Those characters don't. don't. They change don't change unless they add. Unless they add, yeah. Unless they add more. That character on screen is static forever. And so, who you liked as a child is not necessarily who you're going to like as an adult. Movies that you saw as a child, you're not necessarily sure. going to like or shows. So, as a child, yeah. um, I don't understand the concept of of like date rate, consent, and consent. <laughs> That's not something that enters into your brain in like 1986 no. when I'm uh, like four four years old. I was uh, going to say years. children these days are probably taught. Yeah, but uh, um, so in Ghostbusters, yeah, let's talk first about movie, Peter. Peter Venkman. Yeah, um, there's a scene after the, the shits kind of hit the fan. Yeah. Peter calls uh, Egon at the firehouse. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, Egon, I'm here with uh, Dana. She says she's the gatekeeper. Does that mean anything to you? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've got the key master here. So there's that little sexual innuendo right yep. there. Um, but uh, Peter Venkman then says, I knocked her up with 300 cc's of Thorazine. Yeah. She's going to nap for a while. He did say it. The, it is in the script. Let, it's right there. I don't know. Or not, it's in the script, but it's in in the the movie. movie. It made it to the cut. Maybe it's in the script. It's canon. Peter Venkman has shown up for a date with Dana Yes, that's key. He showed up for a date, not for an investigation. Yes. He does not know that she has been possessed. He has no idea what's happening. He thinks he's showing up for a dinner date Mm -hmm. with Dana, Mm -hmm. and he has brought Thorazine Mm -hmm. with him 300 cc's worth. Mm -hmm. That is, I mean, there's only one purpose for this. Okay. He was going to drug her. Yeah. 
Well, up until this point, she had been showing a lot of hesitation in, yeah. in seeing him and having a physical relationship with the, him. This is supposed to be our hero. We're supposed to root for him. That's what I wrote. This is what I wrote right here. He here. is a sexual predator. This is exactly what I wrote. I wrote rants. Peter. I needed less Peter. Yeah. He's a real dick, a con artist, and a sexual predator. And if I had to give a, uh, an ad a rave to Ghostbusters 2, yeah. they really fleshed out the rest of the cast and gave them more screen time, with the exception of Winston. He needed some more. That's another I would have liked we'll to have there. seen less Venkman and more Winston. Yeah. Well, well let's... And that's exactly it. He doesn't wait, change. Wait, look at that. Look at that. That's what I wrote. Look. I said he came out as the main character, whereas I wanted more, more equality. Cut some Peter and give more to Winston. I wrote that yes. right in my notes. Right yes. there. That's perfect. Yes. And that I feel like for me as a child who was like Venkman for days. Yeah. Um, Winston for days. Yeah. Give me more Winston. That's like, my second. That's my guys, second. Guys, how about like we build a new team of Ghostbusters around Winston who's like ready to put on the pack and jumpsuit. Yeah. Just. Give him a chance. What I loved about Winston, because even though I labeled Ernie Winston, Hudson's a great actor, I lit, I labeled Winston as a rant because he wasn't used enough. Yeah, I loved Winston. He's the token black guy in the first yes. movie, and he enters after their first encounter. And I wrote, I wrote right he's here, the hired help. He's my favorite Ghostbuster after both movies and the third. The third, I, I still think he's my favorite because he is so clutch. unlike unlike the other three, and you, I guess Venkman is wishy-washy on this, but he doesn't necessarily believe any of this. Right. This is a job. If there's a steady paycheck, yeah, exactly. check, I'll, uh, I'll believe whatever you I'll want. I'll believe whatever you yes. want. And I Winston wanted, is so overqualified for I wanted job. more of that perspective. They cut this out of his backstory, um, but Winston's <laughs> a Marine. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, like, when he busts down the door in two and puts out the fire, yeah. and, like, when he, like, Winston in the game is always the first one into the fray. Yeah. Winston just, again, it was his perspective of, so of he has just entered this I've world. Seen shit turning white. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and and on, on the converse of that, Peter was just like such an overwhelming force. Yeah. And maybe it's just too difficult for me to look back and... and and, and he doesn't change through through two. No, the, the, the only thing, yeah, in two, the one thing I like about two better than one is that they do give Venkman a little bit more of a human characteristic right. in that he he kind of innately cares for the baby. What's the baby's name? Oscar. Oscar. You're named after the hot dog. Exactly. You poor, poor man. But here's the thing. Uh, he's actually named after the baloney that's in Dana's fridge oh, in the first movie. He pulls funny. it as like... Look at all this junk food. You actually eat this? And he pulls out Oscar Mayer bologna. That is so sad that like That's what she named someday he's after. going to learn that like, what are you named after? You're named An after? uncle? No. Nope. A deli meat. Deli meat. Yeah. That's upsetting. That was a little Easter egg. Yeah. That's oh, maybe that should have been one of our. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um. So, yeah. So, but I guess we'll just he's sum up both. Oscar Mayer. Both of my rants are just that. Less Peter, more Winston. Yeah. The other thing about, the other thing I'll say about Peter, I said this, I think, as I was watching too to you, is that in, in Ghostbusters 2, who's the character? Vigo's, uh, he's like the curator of the museum. Or Janos Poha. Yanni um, says, or the way he treats Dana is, um, right, Dana? Yes. Right, Sigourney Weaver's character. 
better than the way Peter treats her in the yes. first movie. Yet we're supposed to, in two, think, oh, this guy's creepy. Right. This guy uh, only wants her like to himself. He right. wants her body. And But he shows up to her apartment trying to weasel his way in. She firmly says no. He leaves. Right. He leaves. Yep. In one, Peter shows up to to her apartment. She says no. He closes. She closes the door. He inserts his foot Foot and forces his way in. Forces his way in the door. But he's our hero. Is he? Well, he's deposited as one of our heroes. As our hero, yes. And in in two, we see the same exact behavior, showing a little more restraint, but we give him a foreign accent. So he's. Villainous. The uh, xenophobia of Ghostbusters. Especially from Peter. He makes yeah. lots of um, Where the remarks. hell are you from, Johnny? Yeah, he makes a lot of foreign remarks, immigration remarks. Yes. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's really all my rants about. Those are all your rants? About the Ghostbusters Great. universe before. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say ah. those are all my rants of Damn. the Ghostbusters universe up to 2009. Okay. Why, do you have more? No. I don't. You don't have any other rants? Not for the original universe. Just that I want more. Careful what you wish for. I want more more of the original universe. Let's talk a little bit then about... Another game? Answer the call. Let's just talk a little bit about it. It It has to be talked about. But we're professionals. Yeah. We're grown men who watch a lot of cartoons. Yes. We have a show on the internet. So we are qualified to talk about this. <laughs> okay. Where to begin? Well, uh, we watched it last night. Yes. It was together. your f- second viewing. Second viewing. It was my first ever viewing. Yes. After everything that went on with the debut and the backlash. Yes. Both sides being petty. Yes. I actively removed myself from... You All did. I remember news. you were like, I'm not going to watch it. Yep. I'm, I'm not going to watch reviews. reviews. I'm not going to read things. I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to read things. I'm not going to watch interviews. I was You're like, I will come back to it later. Yes. I wanted everything to die down so I could see this without, I remember that without anything tainting me. Was I aware stuff was going on? Certainly. How could right. you not have been in 2016? Right. All right. Um, the biggest problem this country was facing in 2016 <laughs> was whether or not Ghostbusters were allowed to be female. And we've said this oh, before man. with the new Doctor Who, which is coming out, which by the time, oh yeah, this airs on Halloween. So new Who's already out. I have no problem with Ghostbusters being nope. women. I, I've never considered Ghostbusters to be a male only profession. And, and guys, they're still canon. Like I said, those IDW comics, um, have done a crossover event where both teams exist in the same universe yeah. now. And I mean, I guess this is a sexist thought of mine. To me, they're exterminators. And I guess in my mind, I often think of exterminators as guys, the way I think of like garbage men as guys. Whoa, but I whoa, guess whoa, that's whoa. very, whoa, hey, very sexist. Whoa. But there's nothing about the job that is inherently male. I don't go to myself, oh, you know what? You really need to be a good Ghostbuster? A scrotum. Like, if you don't have a scrotum, you can't be a Ghostbuster. But they turned it into too big of a deal. Both sides of this. Both sides of this debate. Would you agree with me or not? I think the PKE agrees with you. Yeah, I mean, the people who... Both sides. Who, who 
Uh, shame, shame on you, so internet. Hard. Shame on you, internet, for the petty and offensive reaction to this property. Shame on you, Sony, for shoving a movie that seemingly nobody wanted into like a universe that was beloved. The reason, and shame on you, production team, for stooping to the level of pettiness to take the reactions that were out there and not only responding to it in like media and interviews at the time, recutting your movie to address it in the movie. That was sickening. Um, That's like, that is schoolyard level of pettiness. Yes. The reason I say both sides is because without a doubt, individuals on the internet were horrendous right out the gate. And there are, Without a doubt, there's no question in my mind that there were individuals who were immediately against the reboot or whatever you want to call this because they were women. Sure. Sure. Those people absolutely exist. Can I give you some context here? Sure. Okay. So the game came out. Yeah. Ghostbusters is huge again. Yes. Like unbelievably huge. I've never been to, I've been going to conventions 15 years now. I've never not seen Ghostbusters yeah. represented at a convention. Um, it was a when the when it was a slow build, and then when the game came out, I mean, it yeah, exploded. Big, yeah, big, and like big franchises started mm-hmm. opening everywhere. Yep. Um, and really started campaigning for a third movie, and it looked like it might actually happen. They got the writers of Year One mm-hmm. to do a script, a draft. Harold Ramis and and Dan Aykroyd did a rework of it. It looked like Bill Murray was going to say yes. And then everything fell apart. And what's happening behind the scenes is Harold Ramis was really sick. Yeah. Um, like really suffering. At one point, he like forgot how to walk and had to learn how to walk again. Yeah. And that was something that wasn't um, publicized. There's a great book by his daughter, Ghostbusters' daughter, mm. about the whole, like growing up with the phenomenon and then like what happened to him later. It's a great read. Highly um, recommend yeah. it. Um, it's not my rec for this episode, but. If you're a fan of the the universe and Harold Ramis, read it. That's kind of happening behind the scenes. Um, Aykroyd and Reitman and Sony like want to capitalize on this buzz, uh, and so Bill Murray did an interview, I think on Letterman, where he's like, "I think it would be great if we had like a cast of all female go like, oh, I think Melissa McCarthy is pretty funny," and then like seemed like two days later. It had all come together. Okay. So behind the scenes, like this had already happened, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. But you're, they were capitalizing on the hype of the game and all these franchises that are opening. Yeah. And then like the project's delivered and everybody kind of just goes, huh? Yeah. Well, this, this isn't what we asked for. Yeah. Well, you wanted another Ghostbusters. This is the Ghostbusters we're giving you. Yeah. And you're going to like it. Mm-hmm. Seemed to be the response that came back. Right. Um, and if you don't like it, you're sexist. That's the biggest problem I had with everything. And, and that's, that's and that started with the production crew yes. of yes. the movie that's coming out to the fan base that's <laughs> saying, like, we kept this thing alive yep. Yep. for 30 years. Yep. What like that's what, um, this is not the droid that we were looking for. What what did we talk about recently? I think it's already come out. I don't know. Oh, I think it was when we did our Marvel Summer movie wrap-up. Like, when you see these things be made, these sequels, these reboots, obviously by people who don't understand what makes the fan base love it in the first place. Yeah, and this is my rant. I will read verbatim here. 
GB and Ghostbusters answer the call, call. Paul Feig was the wrong guy to do this. He clearly did not understand what made the original movies so good. And guys, I like Paul Feig. He's one of my favorite movies of all time, Ski Patrol. I think he's a, a great actor. I remember him in Ski Patrol and That Thing You Do. Yeah. I think he's a funny guy. I don't think he's a good director. One of the reasons I had to walk away from the whole hoopla between yays and nays and disregarding everyone in the middle who was just like, excuse me, can we talk rationally? Yeah. Um, was that for as bad as the internet comments were by a group of individuals, the people promoting the movie, like Feig, and I... Melissa McCarthy in and particular. Melissa McCarthy just returned fire with equal, like, name-calling. And, like, you would, if, if you were in this school... This is not it would the Ghostbusters called, we wanted! Yeah, be, You're a misogynist pig! Right. And, you know, they would throw around stuff like, oh, well, I'm, we're not going to listen to all these mouth breathers that live in their parents' basement and stuff like that. And it's like, Okay. Can we're, everyone we're the just mouth breathers in the basement that kept this thing alive for thirty years? And can everyone just like sit down for a second and can we talk about bigger, <sighs> yeah, bigger problems that the movie has? Because regardless of the the genitals on the Ghostbusters, there are problems with this movie. Yeah, like can we look objectively at this movie? Uh, one, there's no plot. There's no plot to the movie. It's a weak plot. It it's the Ghostbusters are the same people they were at the end of the movie mm -hmm. as they were at the beginning of the movie. The, I, I will say this about the plot. The plot of Ghostbusters 2016, to me, feels like a draft, an early draft yeah. of the original Ghostbusters. That was a big problem for me. Another problem was, it was, yeah, it was so distasteful every time they threw in real YouTube comments, comments into the... Again, shame on you, YouTubers. Oh, we are not condoning the, the comments, but at all, I'm, obviously. But then also, I'm paying to see this movie. Yes. I'm here. Uh, yeah, I'm I in the showed theater. up. I showed up to see your movie. I'm we rented you. it last night. Like, we still gave the movie right. money. Um, Come on. I, I'm not showing up to watch you continue your feud. Right. You know, with these people. Stop feeding the trolls, you know? And... There was just such a better way to handle yeah, uh, the internet reaction. Giving us a flippin' fantastic movie would have been a great way to answer the trolls. And also, here's what felt, here's what left me disappointed. One of the things that left me disappointed. <laughs> One of the many things. You can't, I've said this to you. Sure. You can't say, we're going to make an all-female cast. And then stop right. making a movie <laughs> at that point. That can't be your final decision. Right. And it felt like to me. They never got past that. It was just like, well, we're just going to, we're going to make a, uh, an all-female cast movie. And then let's not even worry about the movie. Because if anybody comes after us, we right. can just say that they're, they're mad about the, the, the casting choice. Right. That does such a disservice. To, I mean, you talk about a lot of a lot of it is you talk about like, well, little girls need to see that they could grow up and be Ghostbusters. Yeah, like uh, there are buyers and builders in the Ghostbusters costuming world. Mm -hmm. I'm a builder. Uh, my friend David is a builder, and he has three girls, and they they love seeing 
They really identified with it. And fantastic. Excellent. I'm glad that they're continuing to tell stories Mm -hmm. in this universe and it's inspiring another group of people to like build proton packs and put on the jumpsuits and like play Ghostbusters and be inspired by 110% agree. Thank you, Sony, for giving us another vehicle. Thank you, production team, for the effort that you put in to make the props. Thank you, actors, for doing the best that you could. Like if they looked at this, this, the film and got something out of it, fantastic. My, I wish they had gotten something better. That's my thing. That I wonder if, if when they come back to the movie, when they're teenagers or 20-year-olds, or if they come back to the movie mm-hmm. when they're teenagers or 20-year-olds, and are they still inspired? Right. Um, were the Ghostbusters competent? No. Mm. No. Mm. Were the Ghostbusters good in a crisis? Eh, yeah. Debatable. Uh, were they strategic planners? Not particularly. Were they good business? Did they run an effective business? Mm-mm. Definitely not. No. To the point where uh, their business is so flawed that the municipal government absorbs it. Mm-hmm. Felt like, we need you. We're just going to fund you. You're terrible. Like They were also you so easily manipulated. You couldn't even hire an effective receptionist. Yeah. I'm going to say something that might offend to me. Okay. The the average everyday equivalent that we see often Uh-oh. to the director raising the flag and saying this is an all-female cast is equivalent to thoughts and prayers on Facebook. Oh, good. It wasn't that offensive. Oh, I saw the yeah. meter go down. After a horrible thing happens in the real world, we see a lot on Facebook. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts, thoughts and, prayers. and what always pisses me off about that thoughts and is... Prayers. That is How about some fucking actions. Exactly. That's where the buck ends for 99% of, of people sending thoughts and prayers. It's, it's so more offensive. about them, yeah. in my opinion, about real life social media than it is about actually addressing the situation. Hey, Sketch, this is a sh- real show about fake yes. things. So let's keep bring it back real to the things. Let's bring it back to the fake, fake things. world, please. So when, when Kevin Feek, is that yes. his name? When Kevin uh, Paul Feek, Paul Feek says, we're doing an all-female reboot of Ghostbusters. To me, that's thoughts and prayers. Sure. That's... Well, because of what they turned in. Yes. Not because... Exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's where it stopped. Right. That's where the effort stopped on the situation. We need to give um, girls role models. So we're going to put them in the movie. Okay, you got to take it further than that. Right. Give them well-fleshed-out, developed characters. Guys, 15 minutes into the, into the movie, we have two bodily function humor jokes. Yes. Which, can girls make those kind of jokes? Absolutely. Sure. Is that a role model behavior? Right. <laughs> like, like, but whatever. Oh, oh, what made Ghostbusters so great is that they're awful human beings. And That's what we took away from Ghostbusters. Make a lot of fart jokes. I yeah. remember all the fart jokes. That was my biggest problem. I can't support your, your cause if you don't. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not in the power to then pick up this flag and make a movie that makes a younger generation of women feel inspired. But I can support your movie if you make a good movie that's deserving of being, people. yeah, that's deserving of being supported. Oh, what made Ghostbusters? Oh, um, a giant thing uh, walking down uh, the middle of New York. There was definitely uh, a checklist. To, yeah. They had a checklist. Check what do we need off. to include? Okay, okay. Here's another analogy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Feig said to the world, I'm going to make a uh, all-females Ghostbusters cast. And some of the world went, ooh, delicious. That sounds great. Right. And the other of the world said, ooh, I don't like the, that, that. No, that doesn't sound good to me. But he was like, no, I'm going to make it. I made my shopping list, and it was everything needed in a Ghostbusters movie. He went out. He gathered all the ingredients. Yes. And then he literally just threw all the ingredients in a bowl. He didn't open cans. He didn't open packages. <laughs> he threw everything in a bowl and presented it to the world. <laughs> and the world was like, I don't want to eat that. Canned olives. That, on, there's just a can of yes, olives like that. in this, ca- in this uh, salad. Like, yeah, I get it. You have all the ingredients. Sure. Yes. Yeah, some of us said it sounded good. Yeah. I don't want to eat that. <laughs> okay. And that's what this movie um, is. You forgot to crack the eggs. Exactly. In this like, cake. Nothing's cooked. You Some just, things are half frozen. Through you just threw eggs on a grill and cooked them without cracking them. Yes, and that's I'll boil my whole thing down to that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, not good. We watched. We did watch it. Answer the call and recorded ourselves we for did. your listening enjoyment. There wasn't a lot of enjoyment. There to be wasn't had. a lot of enjoyment. I mean, if there was anything, we'll put a little bit right. Here. Here. Okay, uh, Ghostbusters. 2016. Answer the call. My first viewing. My second viewing. Guys, I'm just going to come come out of the gates here swinging. I hate this movie. I have I have no expectations. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like a less impressive version of the... Haunted Mansion, right? At Walt Disney World? Well, I was going to say the basement of the library. Oh. Uh, it just feels like a... <laughs> It feels like a test run for what Ghostbusters eventually became, you know, and like, and then they had to refine it and write it. But no, this is something that's taken all the groundwork, and this is what they're giving us. Right. Thor's trying to breathe a little life into this. He's trying. She was an idiot. Is this movie trolling us? Possibly. So they decided not to go to the comedy room. Do you see that? Shades, you're talking too much. I'm missing the plot. Can you smell isotopic decay? Yeah, there's a Yankee candle. Longtime listeners, right into the show. Can you smell isotopic decay? Go with Shades and Sketch at uh, gmail.com. Oh, someone's comment was the lamest thing I've ever seen. That was. They're, they are real comments from the uh, the trailer for the movie when it premiered. I bet I they feel so so silly. Sketch, you are unusually quiet. I'm just... What's the opposite of blown away? But not sucked in, because that might be the opposite. <laughs> um, underwhelmed. Underwhelmed. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This, this song's still going? Yep. This is sad. There are so many innocent people there. Yep. All dead. Science stuff. Where are they getting all the money? Like in the in no the idea. original one, they. Who was it? Ray. He, put, uh, he like remortgaged his house. Yes. Or his parents' house. Two mortgages. Granted, we're not the target demographic for this. Oh. Like who? maybe they were skewing really young. So you think it was like a kids movie? Maybe I don't know. It's just—it's not good. I feel like it's not entertaining enough to be a kids movie. Look, I think 
I mean, those frames are pretty creepy. They are. They're sufficiently cre creepy. These pages don't have any words on them. They're just blank pages. Yep. That's not how books work. Nope. I could make a 492 page book too if it's all blank pages. Look, the phone's still in the fish tank. Comedy. This movie's making me question everything I know about humor. I can't believe all those plates are staying on. Oh, never mind. Those plates were stay were were working harder than anyone else in this movie. <laughs> so now you can destroy ghosts. I guess. That's handy. Why would you go back to the other weapons that can't destroy them? That just wrangle them if you have weapons capable of destroying them. Where does a ghost go when it dies? Sketch, you're, you're surprisingly quiet. I'm just like, I'm sad. Yeah. I'm just like sad. Okay, I mean, if one of them dies, I'm okay with that. What is that attached to? Oh, God. How funny would it be if it's just a loose cable and it just keeps going? Like, what, what turned their hair white? Exactly. You can see her dark hair underneath the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, her necklace says, screw you. Oh. Edgy. They commissioned a prop designer to make yeah, that. To make that. So, like, we filmed the the dance sequence. we got to put it somewhere. <gasps> no! Oh, yeah. Oh, an after-credits scene. Oh, joy. Oh, I didn't... We, we I didn't get stay. more. I didn't see this. Oh, no kidding. No, they were setting up a, a sequel. sequel. No. That was the most offensive. It got three and a half stars I don't on Amazon. understand it. You're asking if the Ghostbusters 2016 movie that we just watched was bad? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but see? See? Sketch, you were surprisingly quiet. I didn't have fun. Yeah. Everything went... If this was a, what do they call them? EKG meters when they check your heart at, right. a, at a, this would be flatlining the so, whole way. I think we have a. It never went, it never did a little ups and downs and ups and calibrated downs. calibrated for fun. It stayed so steady at it a is. low monotone tone. Deep. But I have a handful wow. of big questions. Uh, okay. I have, um, I have two big questions. Okay. You want me to start one off? Yeah. Okay. You were starting to touch upon this earlier. My question is, are ghosts and demons related? Do ghosts eventually become demons? I would say that, that the ghosts are just demons for the majority of the universe. But we have the librarian who is right. most obviously a human. We get her backstory in the game. She's definitely a human. But when she's provoked, she turns kind of demonic. Yes. It deposits in me the idea that the longer a ghost is there, and absorbs paranormal energy. Yes. They get more and more demonic. The longer... A, so it's... I think we have to approach it from the paranormal. Yeah. So there are ghosts. Yeah. Spirits. Yeah. Which were humans that passed on. There are demons, like yes. malevolent spirits. Which are not humans. Not humans. And then there are interdimensional beings. Which are... 
Question marks. Question marks. Okay. The others. The others. Okay. Um, like in the game, you fight a slore. Yeah. And the Ghostbusters deal with all of them. Yes. Because, I mean, it, it really goes back to the science. Because on some yes. matter is neither created nor destroyed. Mm-hmm. It just exists. It has to come from somewhere. Yeah. And this universe posits that some matter is leftover human. Mm-hmm. Some matter is... Interdimensional. Ethereal. Mm-hmm. And some matter is interdimensional. Mm-hmm. Now... Regardless, the laws of physics are the laws of physics. Yes. And these tools that they've created, these tools we've will, created work will work regardless. Regardless, yeah. because it is they're based. You've got protons, neutrons, electrons, mesons, mm-hmm. bosons. Yep. And we can, if it's matter, mm-hmm. it's tangible. Yep. Might not exist on the same plane, but with these tools, we can we can we can harness it. Yep. We can the tool can bridge the gap. Between the planes. So to put it in an artist's words, which will help me, you can use a brush for mm-hmm. watercolor paint, temper paint, oil paint, acrylic paint. It doesn't matter. Sure. Because the brush affects those paints in all different in, in it still uses And them. sometimes but, and I know artists chill out. I know there are specific brushes because mm-hmm. specific brushes and work there are better specific, for different specific specific tools, tools that they use. That okay. they evolve. Okay. There's the slime blower. Yes. Um, and there's the, uh, and, uh, just like you can contain mm-hmm. some paints within a container, mm-hmm. in aerosol form, mm-hmm. right? With spray paint, yep. you can trap it. Okay. And store it. Okay. Right? Yes. Follow up question though to my question. Sure. What does Slimer fit into? Is he a ghost? That's a good question. Because he is not very humanish. Compared to the human ghosts that well, we see, that, that is true. I think that I think that features over to um, Slimer is always deposited as the ghost uh, in lore mm-hmm. of a specific person. All right, we'll we'll get to that. Okay, okay. So, so we are saying ghost. We are saying ghost. Okay. Um, oh, oh. Not to bring it back to answer the call. Mm-hmm. Can I just say one other thing that I noticed about the movie that really impacted me? Sure. New York has played such a key part in both Thank you. movies. And I know you told me they didn't even shoot in New York. Yeah. But they didn't even, like, use New York as a character. Right. And New York is a character in Ghostbusters. Yes. It, it, Ghostbusters. And that was completely neglected. Particularly the first one. Yeah. And the second. I mean, guess the second one, too. And the game. Yeah, I take that back. Ghostbusters. Has always been a love letter to New York. Yeah, and and that one was was not. And it's shot in Boston, yeah. largely, which it's uh, kind you, of insulting I, to New Yorkers. Well, I mean, there's a lot of places that can substitute for New York. Mm-hmm. Boston, not one of them. But I mean, when you think there of like many, great rivalries in this country, yeah, New York and Boston, there it Boston just doesn't look like New York. Yeah, um, there are a lot of winding streets mm-hmm. and narrow streets. Yeah. Um, New York, for the most part, and even me, grid. I'm really just, and you know, I'm the visual guy, but I'm even talking thematically. Like there was no, yeah, let's rally New Yorkers. Let's. Oh, I mean, yeah. I even loved in in how they would shit on New Yorkers. Yeah, you know, like it just knew being New miserable Yorkers. and treating other people like dirt is every god given New Yorkers right. Exactly, and uh, New York just did not play into it at all. Times so Square slime, slime, I guess. Slime Square, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New York really is a character. You have a big question? Yes. 
In Ghostbusters 2, mm-hmm. the premise of the movie is that Vigo wants in on the 21st century and he needs a body to inhabit. Mm-hmm. He wants a baby. He yeah, needs a baby. He wants a baby. He needs to be reborn through a baby. Yeah. Does Vigo really need a baby? Because he's able to possess Ray. Yeah, I don't think he needs a baby. I think he wants a baby. I think he... I think the way this will work is the younger he can take over a host, the more control he will have over said host. Okay. That's that's what I believe. I have a follow-up question to that. Okay. I, I like that. It's uh, a good answer. Okay. Is he only able to possess Ray because Ray is so childlike? Established in the first movie that he thinks of the state, like Ray is a childlike wonder. He's maybe the, maybe the only Ghostbuster that's impressed by all of this. I. I see Ray as the most curious of the Ghostbusters. And to me, the reason he was entrapped and enthralled by Vigo was his curiosity got the best of him. He started looking into the painting and seeing the the dimension or whatever it was. And it was his own curiosity that was leaving himself open to Vigo uh, recognizing a potential vessel. A baby is naturally curious. curious and looking to accept the world sure. and information. And I think Ray, one of the things that makes him so childlike is that he he maintains that natural curiosity. Sure. And that's also what makes him a great scientist. Because Agreed. he's looking for those, All right. those things. I think Look you've at answered that. my question. Look at that answer. You didn't even tell me that one ahead of time. And I, just, I didn't. I was, I was proud of that question. It's a good question. I think it's a good observation, too, Thank you. that he was the one that was, that was chosen. Right. All right. I think Winston spent just as much time with the painting, and so did Bankman. Yeah, and Winston uh, spent even more time in the ooze. Oh, uh, yeah. So he yep. was, I mean, he was saturated. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, Ray got up close. He, he, yeah. he, not to make it about physical proximity, but he, he like, yeah. He, you see this he when you go to museums. He was you, looking at that painting like yes. a jelly donut. He was participating with yeah. that. He wasn't just looking at it. He was, he was really participating with that painting. Yeah. Um, my next question is um, not to agree with Peck, even though I did earlier. But what exactly would the plan be for all the captured ghosts? <laughs> uh, well, he didn't. He didn't believe that there were captured ghosts. Yes, I know he did it. But like to play devil's advocate, let's say there is ghosts in there. Sure. What do we do when it reaches capacity? Does it reach capacity? Oh yeah. What are they doing in there? I mean, Egon clearly says that they are running out of space right. in the containment grid. What's the plan? Is there a plan? Um, I mean, we never see the containment unit again in mm-hmm. Ghostbusters 2. Mm-hmm. Um, if we use the animated series, mm-hmm. there is an episode called Citizen Ghost, which mm-hmm. is a fantastic episode in which they rebuild the, the containment system. Okay. Much bigger. Oh, okay. So then the plan much, really much is we just even, to... We even see in the game that they've... It's kind of like an in-between of the original containment unit from the first movie, and then uh, the containment unit that we see in the animated series. Okay. Um, kind of a hybrid. So so what you're just saying build a is, one. yeah, the plan really is just to contain them. Yep. And just keep building bigger. to contain Matter more can neither be created nor destroyed. So then follow-up question. Yep. If Ghostbusters were to exist in modern day 2018, would there be a sect of our society 
rallying free the, for free the ghosts. yes the ghost the rights of ghosts the uh, ghosts of the undead piga pitga people for the ethical treatment of ghosts probably right because i mean at a time some of these were human yep probably and to be fair to to be on their side for a moment if i were just a ghost trapped here on the mortal realm as an ethereal being mm-hmm. i wouldn't want to be sucked in and thrown in with a bunch of criminals and spooks and demons mm-hmm. just because I'm a ghost? Right. Talk about the real discrimination of Ghostbusters. The cartoons did a good job of always focusing on like gremlins, mm. other dimensional beings, spirits yeah. and demons yeah. for that reason. Yeah. It was like, oh, we can't have a cartoon about putting grandma in the containment unit. Exactly. Or, you know, somebody who, had, who, who just died in tragedy. Right. And now... More tragedy. More tragedy. Yeah. You're just trapped in a containment unit yeah. for eternity. I like to think of them as like catching a mouse in your house and then driving it out to the country and letting it go. Yeah. They catch the ghosts and they drive it out to... We don't know what it's like in the containment unit. The middle of the ocean. Yeah, it could be like a Pokeball. It could be. And it's just like... What's the inside of a Pokeball? Nobody knows, but people for the ethical treatment of Pokemon believe uh, or want to believe that that it is a it is a beautiful kind of place for them in there. Uh, where they have complete freedom. Oh boy! And everything. Um, other people who, well, I guess the people for the ethical treatment of Pokemon don't think that's what it what it is, and think it's just right. confinement. Right. Um, but I think the vast majority of Pokemon trainers think it's it's a nice place mm-hmm. in there because a Pokemon could spend years in a Pokeball right. without being right, right, right. Uh, so you you want to think it's not just in a little cage. You, Bulbasaur, is, I choose you, and it opens yeah. up, and Bulbasaur is dead. Yeah. Right. Starve to death. Right. You forgot to feed it. In the animated series, Ash lets a lot of his Pokemon go because he's not using them anymore. Because wow. he feels bad about them. Oh, guys, spoiler alert. Jeez, sorry. sorry about sorry that. Sorry there. Sorry about that. Oh, boy, sorry. Sketch of that. That's his fault. Yep, that one's me. Right in. Any um, more big questions? Yeah. I only have one more. So. Which Ghostbuster do you most relate to? Most relate to? Yes. Most relate to? Ooh, well, not very date rapey, so I think that takes Peter off the table. I'm not as, like, purely rational as Egon. Mm. Like, I feel like emotion doesn't go into Egon's uh, character much. I don't feel like I am as... Or you can choose two. It doesn't have yeah, to I don't more. think I can choose to, though. I Because basically, I don't feel like I strongly relate to any of them, so mm. I'm doing process of elimination. Sure. I don't find myself as, like, clutching a situation as Winston. I think I'm right. Okay. I mean, I am curious. I would get excited. I would get excited. I mean, right. Let's be honest. I'd be terrified. Right. But I would also be excited. You'd be geeking out. I'd be geeking out. And... Right. um. This place is great. And I think I'm going to try this pole. Yes. Yeah. You should like sleep I could, here. I could do that kind of stuff. Um, and, and I could, I could easily lose sight of like a bigger picture by zoning in. Right. On like, <laughs> on like just what's exciting me so much. Right. So I will say, right. Okay. How about you? Um, it's interesting. So I had to become a Ghostbuster. Yeah. To realize that I don't like Venkman, yeah. and I am not Venkman. Yeah. So when I was a kid, you wanted to be Venkman. I think every kid wants to be Venkman. Well, yeah, he was the cool, funny one. Um, Kinda I led really the, led the troops. 
like uh, becoming a Ghostbuster, mm-hmm. I have a real appreciation for Egon. Like yeah. I really like making you things. You like to build it up. I like yeah. to build and make things mm-hmm. and like make props. Yeah. And like build lights. I guess I've said this before. I build lightsabers yeah. in my spare time. I think you call own. them laser swords, though. I, I disagree with Not that. Not anymore. Uh, for contractual purposes, <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, either way, Disney's going to sue me. Yep. Um, yeah, they own both now. Pack. They own both. They do. You know, body work on my on my car. Yep. Um, but I also like I like to hike and climb and mm-hmm. like be out there and be active. I think I'm pretty clutch in a situation. Mm-hmm. So like I think I I most identify to probably Egon. Egon. Yeah. With some Winston. In with you. some Winston. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I just feel like I I want to be Winston. I'm just afraid I'm not as um, You're not. like useful in a situation. Okay, I see Winston as like Winston is the Swiss Army knife. He's got a whole bag of tricks. Yeah. He's got a, a whole bag of skills. Sure, you know. Um, he, he can work on the. He's like mechanical. Yes. He services the echo. Yes, yes. he yeah. he might not be able to. Um, you know, perform the the small delicate operations that like Egon could perform right. with he's a specific not, tool. He's not building the proton pack, right? Uh, but he's like manipulate. He can manipulate it. Yeah, yeah, he, can he can't just build fine. the circuitry, but he can put right. one together. Yeah, he could probably fix, right. patch something up too. Yeah. Um. But he's but he's got a whole bag of tricks. Yeah. Like he, he he and he's your real world connection, right? Like because when you're ghost busting, you're not just going to encounter ghosts right you're going to encounter you know like decrepit buildings that have fallen apart and and you know cars that won't start and like he's you need him for everything in ghostbusters 2 like the slime blower Mm -hmm. was much more aesthetic Mm -hmm. than the proton pack yeah and i often thought like that was winston yeah winston was a marine yeah so like this deployment aspect and when you look at the slime blower it's very functional mm-hmm. um and it's very it, it makes sense you don't just have one delivery system you have two deliveries like mm-hmm. one can be compromised you have two tanks for mm-hmm. deployment you have your reservoir and then you have your injector tanks there's two of them they both go to the nozzle in different places so you have two different methods of supply if yep. one's compromised it's still going to work it's got a light rig on top of it it's got like the padding because mm-hmm. it's like much bigger and like the proton packs are on if you've ever worn a proton pack it's very uncomfortable it had like the the um padding harness in the front of it um when they repelled out of the the statue of liberty into like that's clear like which one of them is going to have this tab well it's definitely not venkman rare or egon like how who rigged up the repelling harnesses here i'm going to bring it down to two words egon's way of doing things is functional Right. You know, precise, precise functionality. Right. Winston's way is practical. Yeah. You know, longevity. I like that. Preparing for things to go wrong. Right. Um, problems with equipment. Like, and you really see that with the Ecto in two, mm-hmm. um, with like the reservoir tank on the back. Yeah. Like a lot of the things that you talk about, you like the way the gear develops, and that's that's why I say he's he's clutch. He's the real world connection. Yeah, these scientists are so up their scientists' butts that they don't know right. the 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 everyday problems that you could run into. Right. They're preparing for the extraordinary problems. Right, that's why you need Winston. Yeah, that's why I wanted more Winston. Yeah, me too. I have one last big question. Ask Do one. you have any more? I don't. Okay, last big question. You uh, were on record earlier yes. in this episode as Uh-oh. saying 
in the four, in the group of four, you have the brain, yep. the heart, the mouth, and the muscle. I'd added Janine, the, the caretaker the or the mom. Okay. Yep. I challenge you yes. to assign those roles to our new Ghostbusters. Oh, no. Um, okay. Holtzman's the brain. Yes. Both Aaron and Abby mm-hmm. are set up in the movie to mm-hmm. be heart. Mm-hmm. There's no skeptic. Mm-hmm. The Aaron character starts out as a skeptic yep. only because she wants to have a legitimate career at Columbia. Yeah. She's, but she wrote a book on it. She's right. not, she's not a skeptic. really a skeptic. The skepticism she's just hiding that to, 15 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue that Venkman never believes in what he's doing. Yeah. He's not a believer. No. He comes right out in the first movie and says, I don't believe in any of this. Yeah. This is a money making scheme mm-hmm. for me. I guess Patty's the mouth. Yeah, I would agree. I think Patty's the mouth. And so... But here's the problem. You don't have any practical there's character. There's no practical character in mm-hmm. this movie. And you, and you can't give it to Chris. You no. Know, he's he, an idiot. He's an idiot. He is oh, just eye candy. Oh, it hurts my... Oh, it hurts my... Like, but see how much harder it is to like assign these characters... Well, they're not de- well-developed characters. And there's a, a very well-made video i hope i'll find it i don't remember who did it online but was someone talking about the star wars prequel characters and and the the star wars trilogy characters right yeah like the, the original trilogy and uh to the same group of people they posed the question you know describe whoever han solo right with, with, to someone who doesn't know han solo you cannot use his job or title and you can't use like his physical appearances as as descriptors and then people would come up with like uh you know like the the scoundrel or the rogue or the you know like the like the pirate fitting that kind of motif then they would ask the same question of prequel characters okay uh describe queen amidala without describing her you know appearance and her title Uh, um right if uh, you know, like, and, right. and it was a problem and demonstrated a problem with the, the, the characters, yeah. like the, the way the characters were crafted. And I think you could argue the same thing for. Yeah, for I one. think people don't go to movies for for strong characters anymore. Mm-hmm. Like this type of movie, they go for special effects. Yeah, they go for um, big action sequences mm-hmm. and they, they go for familiarity. And I would argue that that is where Netflix is succeeding so greatly. Yeah. People are using Netflix way movies. more to watch shows yeah. with smaller budgets and smaller effects and action scenes, but better written characters. The whole point of the movie is you're supposed movies. to go on a journey with a character. Mm-hmm. And that's usually where, in the past, TV fell down. Mm-hmm. Like, the character had to stay the same for seven seasons. Yeah, so that no matter where you tuned in, you'd yeah. feel comfortable. And Netflix has said, "Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna do dynamic characters yeah. that grow and change." Because now radically it doesn't matter. Things. You can start this series whenever. You don't have to tune in on such and such a date at such and such a time. Oh yeah, and uh, that freedom has really. So I think movies like this one need to learn from that and show that. And I th- yeah, move. I mean, the movie industry is collapsing, mm-hmm. and I think they're doing these kinds of movies so that people will come back to these characters and like you know this character and rewatch it a hundred times on. Yeah. Hulu, Netflix, yeah. buy the DVDs, see it a couple times in theaters, because yeah. the character that you fell in love with at the beginning, like in 2008, is the character that you still get in 2018. Mm-hmm. 
So there you go. It's not a good metaphor for life. It's not. Sketch, this episode's ending on a downer. Well, Boston makes me feel good. What are you going to take? I am going to take this hot beverage thermal mug and balloons for my kiddo. That's what I'm bringing with me. How about you? Now, this is tough for you. I'm going to take this fire pole. Oh, that'll look great next to our stripper pole. We're going we're gonna to put it in the go-co. It's going to go right down to my basement garage. Perfect. 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 I love it. Um, guys, yes. we could talk about Ghostbusters. Well, let me, I, let me rephrase that. Chase could talk about uh, Ghostbusters. Guys, I love this universe. Weeks upon I weeks. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I love it. And we tried, we tried really hard to not just talk about the, the new one. Yes. And I think we did a good job. I think we did. And we tried to not make it about genitals. And I think we did a pretty good hey, job. Guys, we came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. It was a big Twinkie. It was a big Twinkie. That slinky got straightened. It did. We fixed this problem. So, uh, that's Ghostbusters. Does that bring us to our... Uh, Shades, Shades and Sketch recommendations. recommendations. Why don't you start us off on this one, Shades? You have a recommendation? I do. Oh, okay. I am going to recommend, uh-huh. streaming on Hulu right now, Okay, it's a great series, I'm going to recommend Extreme Ghostbusters. All right. If you didn't see it, it was cartoon in 1998. It's got great character development. It's, uh, it's well thought out and planned. It is a cartoon. It is a syndication cartoon. Yeah. Is it Gargoyles? No. Um, what is gargoyles? What is gargoyles? Technically, gargoyles aren't gargoyles. Uh, technically. Um, They're grotesques, guys. Yeah. They're grotesques. Continue. Thank you. And Gargoyles uh, need to have a water spout. Continue. <laughs> um, Got a lot of fan mail about that. Yeah. yeah. Filled up our inbox. Yeah. yeah. As soon as someone knows you know art and you make a mistake like that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Over. Can I get back to my recommendation? Go ahead. Go back to Extreme Ghostbusters tells the continuing story of... Um, this universe that we know or love, uh, know and love rather, it's pre-2016 reboot, so it's picking up where the real Ghostbusters cartoon leaves off. We've got an older Egon Spangler teaching class at a community college, and the paranormal is on the rise again. Our heroes are no longer uh, nowhere to be found. Um, Egon is older and you know not able to carry the, the cause by himself, and we get a crew of new Ghostbusters Roland, African-American mechanic, Garrett, uh, wheelchair-bound, street-talking New Yorker, uh, Eduardo, cool guy, Latino America. Uh, the too cool for school too cool character. Too cool for school character. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Kylie, the occult goth girl. Um, girl? Yeah. I thought the 2016 Ghostbusters were the first female Ghostbusters. Yeah, well, you would be mistaken. Oh, it looks like Hollywood's stigma for animation is rearing its ugly head again. Clearly. And it just told a great story, and the characters grow and change over the two season and two seasons. And there's a great moment where the mantle is actually passed, and it gives something for our new viewers, and it gives something for our older viewers. And it's just a great moment in television that once again, uh, as we said in Gar- uh, Gargoyles, that the show didn't have to be that good. Yeah. It didn't have to do it, but it went the extra step. And uh, spoiler alerts for Extreme Ghostbusters. We, re- we get our original Ghostbusters with our original voice actors. Oh, really? Um, back in the saddle again. Wow. Um, wow. 
given given it everything they've passing got. Passing the baton. Passing the baton, quite That's literally. Great. And uh, yeah, I think it's worth a watch. I think there's probably 23 episodes or 28 episodes in total. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Sketch, what's your recommendation? My uh, recommendation for Ghostbusters is uh, a YouTube channel. Okay. Which I would be shocked if our listeners didn't know about, but I'm going to recommend it anyway. Yes. Um, Not so anonymous anymore. Oh, yeah. Epic rap battles of history. (laughs) Because... You haven't wrecked this? I haven't recommended it yet. Oh, my goodness. I've been saving it. Because as I was rewatching Ghostbusters, all I could keep thinking about was one of my top five favorite epic rap battles of history, Ghostbusters versus Mythbusters. It's a good one. And if you don't know what epic rap battles of history are, I would be shocked. Uh, But it's two two gentlemen, Nice Peter and Epic Lloyd. They are both rappers uh, with YouTube channels of their own. Uh, But they get together. And they uh, they stage these rap battles between two well-known figures. They can be historical figures or they can be pop culture figures. This it could a be one. a historical figure against a pop culture figure. And uh, they rap against each other. There's no clear winner. You decide who uh, who won. Uh, the production quality has just gotten better over the years. The, the visuals that go oh, along yeah. with the raps are great. Um, I'd say other than Ghostbusters versus uh, Mythbusters, another favorite of mine is uh, Walter White versus uh, Rick Grimes. That's a great That's one. That's a good one. I really like um, Clint Eastwood versus Bruce, uh, Bruce, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, yep. Uh, and I mean, oh. how could I do this without saying that I love the uh, Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael, Leonardo versus, versus Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael, and Leonardo. That's a great one. The uh, Renaissance what is, what is the, the science one? That's, uh, it's it is Stephen Hawking, Stephen Hawking versus, versus Albert, Albert Einstein. Einstein. That's probably their best one they've ever done. Guesting. Neil deGrasse No, Tyson? no, that's a later uh, one later of um, Isaac Newton versus oh, Bill right. Nye, the science, science guy, guy, and yeah. special guest appearance by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Not right. actually Neil right. deGrasse Tyson. Uh, what's but the one with Columbus versus... Columbus versus Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk, that's it. Two great like, explorers. Yeah, two great explorers. Um, Ash Ketchum versus Charles Darwin <laughs> is, a, is a really good one. <laughs> Awesome. As well, I mean, what season um, are they on now? They ha- they ended season four like over a year ago, and we are anxiously awaiting the next season. There has okay. been no annou- announcement if there's another season. Okay. I can't blame them. They put a lot of they work a lot into of work this, into and it. it's it's not easy. It's not easy, and it's it's um, Batman versus Sherlock Holmes. Batman versus Sherlock Holmes. Goku versus Superman. I mean, look at their catalog. You'll Darth find Vader someone. Versus Hitler you'll, one, two, one, two, and three. three. Yeah. Oh, Deadpool versus um. Boba Fett is a very oh, good I one. I haven't seen that one. That's a good one. Uh, so it's a good wreck. I can't believe we haven't mentioned. I don't this think before. we've recommended it before. I highly recommend searching their catalog, finding a historical or pop culture figure you really like, and watching them throw down against Obama somebody else. Obama versus uh, Mitt, Mitt Romney. Romney they did that too. for their yeah. uh, that election year, and then they also did Donald Trump versus Hillary for this oh, most recent election year. I just so. remember Abe Lincoln with the eagle. Might make a return appearance. Maybe. In the oh. latest election <laughs> episode as well. Oh Definitely uh, a lighthearted, fun recommendation that you can waste a lot of time yes, you can. on your phone or on your tablet or on your Sketch, laptop. thanks for potting with me today. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, long-time listeners, thanks for coming along with us on this journey. Thank you to everyone who has uh, liked and subscribed. And uh, we recently made the jump to platform Pippa. 
which has uh, just opened us up to a uh, fantastic number of new listeners. And yeah, hi, wanna, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for geeking out. I just want to thank the, the guys and, and gals and everybody over at uh, Pippa for helping us to facilitate the, uh, the move and uh, getting the word out about geeking out. If you are a fan of the show, you can always give us a rating and review on your uh, platform of choice. It really does make the difference in boosting the prof- profile of this show. Um, and as Sketch has said in the past, word of mouth is uh, the yeah. best form. If you like the show, please share it with someone who... People still talk to each other. Yeah, like people who uh, in listen to podcasts or if someone has never listened to a podcast, we would be honored if you shared our show with them. Ooh, they're first. Yes, How they're special. first, yeah. We'll light candles. We will. Yep. We'll hold seance. Yeah. Uh, Busting makes me feel good. It does. Yeah. Uh, and guess you know, we ain't afraid of no ghosts. We ain't afraid of no ghosts. You can find us on Twitter at Shades and Sketch. You can find us on Facebook, especially for this episode. We're going to post some things. Yes. Uh, some different photos, different links on our Facebook page. Just search Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch. And as always, you can email us at go with shades and sketch at gmail.com. That's it. Happy Halloween, longtime listeners. I hope you've enjoyed our foray into the paranormal. Yes, indeed. What? Oh, oh. PK is going crazy, Sketch. I be- See, this is what I'm talking about with that containment unit. Oh it's my not goodness. going to last forever. There is... Off the scale. Okay. All right. You fight him if you want. I'm going to grab my hot beverage thermal mug, and I'm going to skedaddle out of this firehouse into a different... Geeking out property. I'm gonna go try. I'm gonna go try this pole. Okay, but if you get slimed, I'm not hosing you down again. <laughs> See you next time. If you'd like to take a more active role in supporting geeking out, visit us at Patreon.com/shadesandsketch. Our website is shows.acast.com/geekingout. You can email the show at go with shades and sketch at gmail.com or contact us through Facebook or Twitter. Geeking Out is a production of Tree Cave Creative, LLC. All rights reserved, 2020.